Welcome to another episode of Front Row Negative. It is I, your host Aaron, and Chris is not here right now. Don't know what happened to him. He got stuck somewhere. Vin Diesel stole his ride for family issues. Who knows? But he is not here. But do not fret because I am not alone. I am joined by a guest. This person is probably the third person from the Three Beers and a Mic podcast, Three Beers and MCU trademark patent pending. And he's also guest host. He's also been a guest on Burn Appetit. Uh, he does things off to the side, but we're not going to talk about that. And he's also probably the third George McFly in the fourth Back to the Future movie that has not been made yet in the future. So, welcome, Rami. How are you doing? Yeah, my hair is getting really close to what it looked like uh, in Back to the Future. This is uh, <laughs> this is what I call my mop top. So, yeah, George McFly in Back to the Future three. I dig it. Uh, what's up, dude? Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, I am the third uh, member of Three Beers and a Mic. Um, we also have Adam as well. I don't think he's been on your show yet. And um, Well, we I, usually like people to talk on our show. and Yeah, he doesn't say a lot, I know. But that's what keeps him <laughs> mysterious. Like, we told him your uh-huh. mysterious sort of voice and your mysterious sort of presence where you kind of only talk every 15 minutes yeah. could make you a fan favorite. And uh, so far it has. So thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's no problem. No problem. Uh, I've known you and your crew for a while now. Uh, we've hung out or have gone to your house for Halloween parties. You have. We've hung out. Uh, we kind of didn't really hook up a lot at, at uh, the Roy Rumble this last year. No, that was very – we sat kind of close together. Yeah, we um, sat kind of close. Yeah, which was which was cool. I know I, I had you guys come out for my wife's birthday. Yes. Uh, which was really nice. <laughs> Yeah. We, we we did the wife's birthday and then we saw y'all at um St. Patrick's Day last year. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, at the, the big the big pool party. Yep. Uh that was right before everything shut down and we pretty, all yeah. haven't seen each other in a year and a half. So We've all been hermits. Yeah, yeah actually my hair was much shorter then uh and it's kind of grown out. This is almost the longest I've ever had it. Uh Have you not got a haircut since last March? I haven't got a haircut since May 2019. Oh, smokes. That's two years. Yeah. Um, I've wanted to get a haircut. I just don't trust people who have been rehired at certain barbershops or, shirt, or certain uh, haircutting places. So it's long and I'm, I'm annoyed by it and I want to get a cut. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a cut. I'm used to it being shaggy and short, not tied back constantly. So that's awesome. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. So, but yeah, it's great to finally have you on. I know we talked a little bit here and there about wanting to bring you on uh, when it was the best time. So, yeah, thanks for joining. Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this. So, I'll, I'll just ask kind of, to kind of keep in tradition of the show you're a part of. What sure. are you drinking right now? I'm drinking Rodeo Clown. Uh, it's Carbach uh, Double IPA. Um, on Fridays, it's my go-to beer because I can drink one. And I can mm-hmm. feel great the rest of the night. I don't need multiples. So unlike our show where we have to bring three drinks every time yeah. we record, for yours, I only have to bring one. So cheers. 
Pretty much. And uh, to follow it up, I'm drinking a Baja Blast from a Taco Bell. Still in the Taco Bell cup. Has the ice melted already? It has melted. Okay. <laughs> it has melted. <laughs> but it's a, this is also a large, too, so it's it's still great. Yeah, so but I'm you drinking gotta, You got to tell us what you ate at Taco Bell. Oh, I had a chicken quesadilla and two Doritos Locos Tacos. That sounds great. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great way to kill off a Friday night. That sounds awesome. So it, it is. It was delicious. Uh, but yeah, we got the drinks. We got this. Uh, and to kind of start us off, we usually have a segment called, what are you watching? What are you reading? What are you playing? And what are you listening to? Sure. So since you're the guest, uh, do you want to go first? Like, wh- like, what are you currently watching? Yeah. Um, you know, th- we talked about this on our show all the time, is that there is so mm-hmm. much on television right now. Yes. It is impossible to keep up with. So not only am I watching the NBA Finals and keeping up with that, I'm watching Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm watching um, uh, sc- uh, what is a uh, Skull and Bone? I think it's called on Netflix. Um, I think that's what it's called. Uh, it, fantastic show. Yeah, uh, I've I've gotten into uh, Lovecraft Country. I think is what it's called on HBO Max. Yes. Uh, I did. I didn't watch it. I, I've seen the first <laughs> two episodes. I like it. I know it mm-hmm. came out a few months ago. It's really good. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, those are the main series I'm trying to get through. I just uh, I'm gonna pr- I have to watch Tomorrow War, so I'm gonna do that tomorrow after work. I am not looking forward to that. Why not? Um, I heard it's terrible. It it I mean the reviews that I trust. Uh, mm-hmm. I still I still I don't let reviews dictate whether I'm gonna watch it or not. Okay? okay, I try not to let it. You know, if a movie gets a two out of ten, I'm not gonna be like, well, I'm gonna pass. I want to try to create my own opinion. Yeah, but I do like reading movie reviews and every reviewer that i listen to or follow on youtube or or whatever it's like three out of ten two out of ten they hate it my brother watched it he hates it so uh i'm gonna have to watch it tomorrow for our podcast next week did you see it i have not watched it yet um i was hoping to watch some things today when i got home or do some things today when i got home but uh my xbox decided to say f you and not work i got the black screen of death Oh, is it an OG Xbox One? Yes. Oh, the 2013 model. Yeah. Hey, man, that lasted eight <laughs> years. That's not terrible. So I'm hoping that by unplugging it and everything will work. But I, I want to watch stuff this weekend. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff I want to watch this weekend. But uh, Loki is great. And uh, I've, I've been keeping up with Loki, the show. I've been loving it. Uh, and the, this past Wednesday's episode was just, it was so great. So many... So many Easter eggs in the background. So many Easter eggs. Yeah, it was. It was. I had to. I had to watch the episode twice. <laughs> it was that good. Um, so, so what was your favorite Easter egg in that episode? I don't know how I missed it because it was such a big thing. But uh, Yellow Jacket's helmet, yeah, like giant sized, is yeah. in this realm that they're stuck in. And I don't know. I I noticed it on the second time watching mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, okay, so there's a variant timeline where Yellow Jacket actually could grow big. And yes. this is his helmet that's just sitting on the ground. Like I thought that was, that was awesome. But I think most people who saw the Easter eggs in the show liked uh, the Thanos helicopter. The copter, the helicopter. I'm assuming that was most people's favorite because that it probably was, was. I think the top cool. two. I think the top two was the Thanos helicopter, and then the Thor frog. Oh yeah, Throg. That was awesome. Yeah. It was quick though. It was like one second, and you'd missed it. So you mm-hmm. had to. 
I mean, because they, they, they went to some underground bunker and the camera was kind of panning down and then you yep. see like this green guy in a jar. Well, you see Mjolnir and then and you, you see, see you, yeah, you see Thor's hammer. You see yep. Thor's hammer and then you see the, then you see Throg. But for me, uh, the best Easter egg was uh, the video game Polybius and yes. the bowling alley. That was awesome. Yes. I mean, dude, it was it was crazy. And it, it, it just, for fans who like that type of stuff, I didn't think it was overkill. Mm-hmm. It was a way for them to fit in a weird thing like a frog Thor and a Thanos copter into yep. the MCU universe. You, you'll never see those things again, I don't think. Um, but what a great way to kind of just chuck it in there and give something to the fans. Uh, it was, was great. Really cool. It, it was great. Now, did you catch the dad joke in that game in that in that episode? There was there was Remind kind me. of a dad joke. Well, when Kid Loki sat on his throne, he was the kingpin. Okay. Because he was it was the throne built out of bowling pins. Okay, I didn't get that. That is that is cool, man. I see. I watched it twice and I missed that. I did see he was drinking an ecto cooler though. Yes, the ecto cooler was there. He was drinking was ecto cooler. Yes. And I and I I pointed that out. I was like, oh my god, he's drinking ecto cooler. And my wife asked me, she was, what is that? I said, <laughs> oh, it's this old Ghostbusters high C fruit juice from the eighties. It's you know, eighties and early nineties too, because I had it all the way up until I think maybe fifth or sixth grade is when I stopped getting it. It was around for quite a while, and then yep. they brought yeah. it back with the new Ghostbusters reboot in 2016. Yeah, and it tasted the same. I bought a whole pack of 12 of them with the little straws. Whoa! So wait, so so you got the boxes? Yeah, they they brought out the boxes and the cans. I got the. I had a case of the cans. I yeah. did have a case of the cans, which was again so delicious. It was great. You put it on some ice and put it a glass in. Oh my gosh, the the greatest! But yeah, they did have a run on the boxes. Um, and uh, they were wonderful. I saved I saved two of the boxes. I emptied them out just for nostalgia. <laughs> so, yeah. So, with the Loki show, I'm hoping that they pull uh, Rick and Morty and we get a re-release of the Ecto Cooler in the boxes again. Sure. As well as Josta. I think you're going to get a... Justin. Yeah. Uh, I think you're <laughs> going to get a uh, re-release of Ecto Cooler when the new Ghostbusters film comes out. I'm almost Probably. positive you will. Yeah, that's that's that, and that's more likely to happen. But yeah, for sure. I want Josta. I want that to come sure. back. That Josta, was an awesome man. drink. That's great. That was, an, that was an awesome drink back then. So, but uh, so other than Loki, uh, you, you mentioned Lovecraft Country, mm-hmm. and you mentioned other things. Has there anything other thing that's been on TV that you've been kind of catching or you've been wanting to check out? Or yeah, man, there's there's so much stuff. I I gosh, let me see what's on my uh, backlog. Um, I I want to finish Modoc. Um, I I watched the first three four episodes of the the Hulu show Modoc, and then yeah. I had to I had to pull away. Um, I want to get into. Um, oh gosh, there's a show on Amazon Prime that stars uh, Stephen Amell's brother. Where he he dies and goes into some digital heaven. Do you know what okay. I'm talking about? I think I remember seeing the commercial for it. I don't remember the name. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, are we allowed to look up stuff on your show? Yeah, go ahead and look okay. it up. Because we're we're not allowed to Google um, on three beers and a mic. Uh, but I'm gonna look this up because I want to get the what well, oh, right on our show. We rather we we'd rather be correct than assume. Sure, I understand. So. Uh, but I'm I'm surprised that the first thing that you didn't mention starting next week was was it next week or in two weeks, 
He-Man yes. on Netflix. July 23rd um, is when the new – oh, it's called Upload. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Upload. Yeah. Uh, July 23rd, everybody. That is two weeks <laughs> from today. It's Friday. Netflix is releasing He-Man Revelations. It is a continuation of the original 80s cartoon, and it's going to finish off the story of, you know, Skeletor trying to get into Castle Grayskull, obtaining the Sword of Power, yada, yada, yada. So um, I cannot wait. Uh, I cannot wait for that show. Uh, Kevin Smith is behind it, and um, he's got great voice actors coming in to do the the the. the the voice work for this show mm-hmm. and it, the trailers have all been super fantastic. Great music. They're choosing. I love the animation. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. The, the, the soundtrack has been great so far. And the, the funny thing is, is that uh, the song that they use holding out for hero by Bonnie Raitt has been in Loki. It's been used for He-Man. It was used for what the guardians of the galaxy game trailer. Yeah. It was all three. It's that that song's getting a lot of play right now. It's 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 getting play, a lot of play all over the place, which is great. It's a good song, uh, but for me, when I, every time I hear that song, I keep thinking of Footloose. So, but that just kind of dates me on how old I am. I love Footloose, man. That's a that's a great movie. It is a, it is a good movie. I watch it at least once a year. It is a good movie. Yeah. Do you like Dirty Dancing? No, I do not. Okay. But I do like Roadhouse. Oh, Ro- well, Roadhouse is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a fantastic film. I do like Dirty Dancing is like a guilty pleasure for me. I saw it so much growing up because mm-hmm. uh, my mom always had it on in the background that I just I kind of know the movie just by heart, and I watch it for nostalgia. I don't hate it. They, they made a sequel, uh, Dirty Dancing Two: Havana Nights. Uh, I, that that's a terrible film. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even remember why I watched it. I think it was on a date or something like ten years ago. That was that was awful. Uh, but the original, I have a soft spot for. Uh, sure. I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of Dirty Dancing. I'm not a okay. big I'm not a fan of dancing movies, so I can't really say that I, I hate it. I just I have no interest. Okay, I, that's fine. I have no interest. So, uh, have you? Okay, so like, have you read anything, or have you even uh, played any? Have you been playing anything lately? Absolutely. Um, I used to be super into comic books. Um, I stopped collecting those about six years ago, so uh, I don't I don't read comics anymore. I, I still follow them, and if Moon Knight releases um, a new run, I definitely pick it up. Uh, Moon Knight is my favorite superhero. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in case uh, we need to we need to reiterate that. <laughs> he always has been since I was a kid. I always thought his costume was really cool, mm-hmm. and I like the fact that he's a character that usually goes out at night, but he's just bright white and he wants his victims to see him coming he's not in the shadows he's not in the darkness he does that on purpose because that instills fear because you know that he's coming after you and you can see him and it just creates that intensity so it's fantastic fantastic uh uh, storylines and awesome character arcs and i can't wait for the disney plus show to come out um but i have been playing some video games i've been currently playing resident evil 8 which is an awesome game. Um, I've been playing some Mario Golf, which okay. came out on the Switch recently, which is another great game. I've also been going back into my catalog and playing some older games, um, especially on my PlayStation 2 and original Xbox, mm-hmm. that I never I never beat. Um, 
there was a Punisher game that came out on the original Xbox in like 2005. Was that know. was that also for the PlayStation 2 as well? Possibly. Okay. I don't think I don't think it was an Xbox exclusive, but uh, I heard the game was really fun if you kind of like that cheesy sort of action. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing that recently. Great game. Uh, you can torture people and. Uh, That's it. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really cool. Uh, the action's pretty fun. The, the shooting mechanics are a little weird, but I like the story. I like the gameplay, and it's. I just never beat it. I started it, never finished. Um, in PlayStation Two, I've gone down the rabbit hole, which I know I shouldn't. Um, there was an RPG that came out a long time ago called Xenosaga. Yes. And yes. They made parts one, two, and three uh, on the PlayStation Two, and I beat the first two parts. And mm-hmm. I never beat the third one. So what I did was I went to YouTube. I watched like a two and a half hour movie of <laughs> the entire story so that I could remind myself what the hell was going on in this game. And then I started part three about two weeks ago. And uh, it's an 80 hour game. I regret my decision immediately. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to beat it because I beat the first two. I bought uh-huh. the third one and I never even played it. So I'm... Um, I'm going to beat Xenosaga 3. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. I mean, that's about, dedication to finish it. It's, yeah, because I've got these games sitting on my shelf that I, I, I've always wanted to go back to. And um, I have time now, and uh, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, how about you? What are you playing currently? Uh, kind, of a mix, kind of a mixed bag of stuff. Uh, I switch on and off between. There's a game called Second Extinction that is like uh, Apex. Okay. And you, you can kind of get up to a team of three or four. I think four. Uh, each person has different abilities. Each person has a different weapon set. But you're dropped into an island that's just full of dinosaurs. Oh, that sounds cool. Like crazy dinosaurs, like smart raptors, giant raptors. You got a T-Rex running around. You got a triceratops. And you do like little, you do like little mini missions or you do uh, survival mode where you just go around setting up antennas, fixing crates, stuff like that. But there's dinosaurs everywhere. Uh, and it's, it's really fun. The, the mechanics are simple. Uh, it gets really challenging if you're playing by yourself. Uh, and it's still, it still says it's in beta mode, but oh, wow. it is a lot of fun. It's free with game pass. So if you have game pass, definitely download it and check it out. It's a lot of fun. I've been playing that. I downloaded a game called rain on your parade, which is basically, it's like a chaos maker because the graphics are very, um, uh, like Paper Mario-ish, where it's like, you know, cut oh, out sure. that style. I totally got you. But yeah. you play but you play a cloud and you rain on people to cause things to happen. So like one thing is like, you know, cause a car wreck. So what you okay. do is you lightning bolt a car to make it miss a certain spot and ram into another car, which causes a wreck. Oh, that's cool. So you do these little things, but then but then they throw in like these references to other games. Like one of the stages is you're at an oil refinery and you have to sneak around people to get to the end of the stage to cause a fire, which is very Metal Gear Solid-like. Then there's a, then there's a bonus stage, which plays exactly like Doom, when you're a rain cloud shooting water at people. It, it's, it's very kid-friendly. It's got a lot of just stupid, funny dad jokes in it. Uh, and it's just a lot of fun. That sounds uh, and, fantastic. I want to check that out. And it's on Game Pass. It's on okay. Game Pass as well. And then I just beat it the other day uh battlefield 4 the campaign for that because that was that was just added to game pass i downloaded that played it uh and i can kind of see why people call it the you know the call of duty ordered from wish 
Uh, <laughs> it, it has its moments, but it's not Call of Duty. <laughs> it, it and it, but it tries so hard. It really does. Do you uh, um do you still play like multiplayer Call of Duty or or Battlefield or Fortnite or or I guess Apex? You're playing. Do, do I, you, I do play you still Apex. Enjoy those games. I, I, I multiplayer mode. Yeah, in the multiplayer, yeah, I still enjoy Apex when I do play online. It's still a lot of fun. Uh, I think the worst of it is when you get those people who are, you can tell they're Twitch streamers or they tell they're streaming where they're trying to do certain tricks or trying to do certain type of uh, gameplay to record into the show to their uh, fellow uh, viewers. And that's just annoying. That, that's just really annoying. Uh but I, I do need to get back on playing with more friends on that one instead of just jumping in as a rando with other people. But with Call of Duty, like especially the Modern Warfares, uh, you either get really good, you either get really fun lobbies or you get really toxic lobbies when you whenever you play. So I, I have retired all multiplayer games except Halo. That's the only really? one I play still. I don't play Apex anymore. I don't play Call of Duty anymore. I don't play. Uh, what's the one that's really popular with um, the characters that look like they're anime-inspired? Fortnite or uh, no. PUBG? No. Um, oh, my gosh. It's such a popular game. Oh, my gosh. It's, there's a picture of a girl on the cover, I think. Not Persona. Um, no. I'm going I'm to look it up. Anyway, the reason being is because I don't think I'm a terrible um, – I don't think I'm a terrible gamer. I, I mm -hmm. really don't. Um, I think my skills are fine, but I am not as good as these people who I play against. And I just die, and I die, mm -hmm. and I die, and I can't take it anymore. So um, I've just retired. If it's Halo, I can still kind of compete. Yeah. Um, if it's not – I'm awful. Then just so, play with friends. Just, just try to play with friends then. I mean, who cares if the, you're not as good as the other person? No, I mean, that's fair. But, you know, you, you've, I've got my four or five friends that want to come in. But sometimes you want those, like, 16-team, like, big battle yeah. sort of festivals. And I just – Yeah, those. those. I, I can't compete. And I really try. And it's just – it's brutal. Um, so I – and especially like a game like Rocket League, I've tried to play that game so much, and I'm just, I'm just really terrible. Um, and I wish I wasn't. I practice. I've gave it my best. Overwatch, that's the name. Of the oh, game. Overwatch. Yeah. Overwatch is fun. That's what I hear. I, I hear it's I, great. I am not the best of that game. I don't try to be the best of that game. I just have fun with that game. And usually when I play with Dwayne, we just have fun because. Okay. I'll jump in. I will die like 25 times within five minutes. We'll laugh. I'll go back and I'll try to downvote the other people who didn't vote for me. And then that's it. That's it. Okay. It's just, it's just stupid fun. And with, with, with the Call of Duty stuff, I don't play it just because uh, even though you mute people, it's just the lobbies have just been toxic. It's just so much just annoyance with me. But I still play it. I'm not good at it, but I still play. It's just that fun. No, that's fair. Uh, online lobbies have always been that way. Ever since I played Xbox Live in 2004, uh, it's just easier to yell at people on the internet when they're not standing in front of your face and just get out <laughs> all of your aggression. 
you can call a stranger whatever you want when there's a screen separating yeah. you. Um, and well, it's just the worst. I mean, you've never experienced a, a lobby before until you've had someone tell you that they've slept with your mom, your sure. sister. Sure. They're going to be your new dad. Yeah. Tell your mom to go make them a sandwich. Yeah. They're going to dox you. They're going to report you to Xbox or PlayStation. Sure. Uh, they're going to shut your internet off. Uh, you're terrible. Uh, and all these other things. I mean, that, and that was in like the first five minutes of my very first game of Modern Warfare. So it happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I will say that one of the best things, again, one of the best games to play online where I was on a team with a bunch of randos and that was with Left 4 Dead Part 2. Oh, and that's a great game. It's, oh, that was a great game. But here's the thing. Game. Here's the thing, though. If you're talking trash and helping the team out, people just people just leave you behind. They sure. want they're not, they're not going to revive you. They're not going to do any of that. And uh, me and a friend were playing, and we jumped. We joined a game of two randos. And uh, this one guy was just taught, you know, being mean. He was trying to crack jokes, but they weren't funny, and he just kept insulting people's moms, their dads, everything. So what we did is that me and my friend we opened up a shooting gallery on his character. And kept leaving her behind. We kept leaving, like leaving uh, uh, Zoe behind, and kept running off. And eventually, he learned. Yeah, he, he learned. But absolutely, it... dude, because it, it makes it less <laughs> fun for everybody else. Because Left for Dead is all about teamwork. It is. Like you need to work together as a team uh, to, you know, get to your goal of basically survival. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's an awesome game. And if you have one person messing all that up that's gonna that's gonna make it a terrible time yes yeah, yeah, definitely gonna make it a terrible time uh but also uh back to the segment um i have been watching all of the i've been started watching all the fast and furious movies i've been online Ugh. i've seen Good luck. <laughs> i've seen the family meme I, sure. I, th- I find them funny i find those memes funny but i want to know where they came from so i started watching all the fast and furious movies over again and I, and I watched part five last night. So I've watched one, two, Tokyo Drift, four and five. You can stop now if you want. <laughs> I can stop now? Yeah, because five is the best one. Because I've got questions now for part five. I got questions that don't make sense. Like I what? mean Okay, at the end of okay, at the end of part four or during part four, uh, mm-hmm. Michelle Re- Michelle Rodriguez gets shot. She Correct. gets killed. Mm-hmm. The guy even admits to shooting her in the face and killing yeah. her. At the end of part five, after the after credit scene, uh, Eva, Eva Mendez comes up and is like, hey, do you believe in ghosts? And the hands rock the file. Correct. How? If you get shot in the face, how do you come back? She's not a mutant. She's not a superhero. She's not Captain Marvel. She's not Girl Fight. Sure. She's, not, she's not Machete. I've seen that movie twice. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. He doesn't text. <laughs> how do you come back? How, how do you come back from a gunshot wound to the face? It's dumb. That's that's what I tell you. It's, it's dumb what they do. Is it because of most, family? Is it because most, of family? No. It's the most cliche way to explain that off. Uh, the reason that they did that in Fast and Furious 4 was because Michelle Rodriguez at the time was in kind of some legal trouble. Yes. Or some sort she of. Was. Yeah. And so uh, there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with that character. Once that all kind of got settled and forgotten mm-hmm. about. Then they wanted to kind of bring her back and yeah. bring her back into the story. So after the end of five, she had resolved all that stuff. And they came up with this story about how can we bring a character that was clearly shot in the head uh, back in number six? Yeah. And it's dumb. 
I'm not going to spoil it because you haven't seen it. <laughs> I don't think you should. Fast and Furious <laughs> 5 is the best movie in the franchise. It's one of my actual favorite action movies because just just the set piece alone at the mm-hmm. end where the safe is like hooked onto the back of the car and they're just yeah. whipping it around, just destroying everything. I couldn't believe that was something I was actually watching on, on the screen. I thought that was fascinating. That was, that was pretty cool. That was fascinating to me. I was highly, highly j- like jazzed up watching that. I was like, that was yes, really cool. This is awesome. Holy crap. I can't believe the fifth movie in this franchise is the best. The rock has done a great job. He reinvigorated the franchise. Good on you. Um, where it goes to too fast, too furious, mm-hmm. which was the one that Vin Diesel was not in. Yeah. We, and we got Vin Diesel light with Tyrese, with uh, Tyrese Gibbs which was one of the worst movies ever made. That's in my top three worst films ever. I hate that movie. Yeah. And um, so far, I'd like to hear your rankings. You've seen five. Do you have a worst yeah. and do you have a first yet? Honestly, my first is Tokyo Drift. That one, was just, that one was just great. Uh, I thought it was that one was the best one all around. It's a great movie. Followed by number one, because number one was just, it's simple, basic, and... It gets the point across. You get, it like gets the, the story across. One. Yeah. Then for number three, I have to go the number three spot. I have to go with number four just because it sets up and five and then two as the last one. I, I mean, even though two had the better soundtrack so far out of all of them, it's just not good. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. I mean, like Brian is supposed to be hiding from the cops. So yeah. he moves to Miami and he becomes like not, hiding from the cops he's just yeah. out and about exposing himself getting caught up in this nightlife of course they find him and they offer him a plea deal again because they're just going to give him a billion chances even though he's letting criminals go and stealing stuff and yeah. it's just ridiculous um, yeah and yeah tyrese's character in that movie was really bad the story was awful ejecto cedo just the whole the whole thing is just the worst um yeah, I, I I know you're going to finish them, and that's yeah. fine. Um, if you listen to our review of Fast Nine on the podcast we released about a week ago, uh, wasn't the best movie I've seen. Well, and I'll just leave it at that. Brother, I did listen to the episode, but I skipped through the uh, review. Sure. So, because I didn't want to get spoiled, I didn't want to get spoiled. That's completely fair. I can just tell you, I didn't <laughs> like it. That's all I'm going to say. But it's it's. <laughs> I'm also curious because the movie goes from illegal street racing in California yeah, all the way to worldwide espionage and super spy fights. It does. How, how does that happen? They, they just, I, at some point they decided to do CGI races and CGI stunts and make everything just green screen. Yeah. Um, Like in fast and furious four, when they're driving through those caves, that is clearly not real. It no, doesn't it's even not. look real. It looks like you're playing a video game. Yeah, it looks like and you're playing Need for Speed. I'm not saying it's possible to drive a car through a cave, but I'm just saying, like, what they did, like the drifting in Tokyo Drift, that was great. Yeah, the parking it was. The garage scene was great. Um, yes. The, the drifting down the mountain was great. Yeah. And those cars were doing those stunts. Not down a mountain. But the people performing those stunts was not a computer. Yeah, it was, it was the people. actual person, and that was wonderful. Yeah. yeah, and 
like I, I think with me, I get a lot of flack for watching the Godzilla movies. I'm a big Godzilla fan. And I know when you're going to go watch those movies, and there's over 30 of them, that you're going to watch the fights and you're going to watch the monster destruction. You're not going for the storyline. You're not going for the human element. You're not going for any of that. You're going to see the monsters and you're going to see the fights. Sure. With Fast and the Furious, you're watching it for the cars and for the yeah. car chases. That's it. You're not watching it for the the element, the human element, the storyline, the revenge plot, any of that stuff. You're watching it for the cars. Yeah. And when they have the actual car stunts and the car crashes and all the other stuff, that's really cool. I really like that. But at the same time, all the movies are becoming the same. It's like half the movie is Dom in his garage working on a new charger mm-hmm. or Brian pulling a car from a, from a seizure lot and fixing that up. Mm-hmm. They race and then enter either drug Lord or drug trafficker or uh, undercover cop or undercover FBI any of that, and it's rinse, wash, repeat. It's the yeah, car stunts. And and the law enforcement keeps going back to Dom's crew, and just slowly but surely throughout the series, all of them become computer hackers. Yeah. And just they're all geniuses, and they're all just up to snuff about all these weapons that are being confiscated yep. and military equipment that somehow they know about. And you're just watching this like, how, what? Yeah, dude, there's there's organizations that take care of this. And all of you guys are infiltrating these highly armored bases with like tank tops and jeans. Yeah. Nobody wears body armor. <laughs> no one even well, tries to protect themselves. Well, 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 the thing last night is I was watching part five with my wife and we're, the scene in part five where they jump out of the uh, armored car to help uh, the rock and his his crew or the rock get back into the car. And Rock's crew were all wearing body armor, bulletproof jet, you know, vests. They're highly yeah. trained Correct. SEAL and operatives. And these street racers jump out of the tank and start shooting everybody down and then grab the Rock and they're able to get back into the car unhurt. Well, except for one guy. Unhurt and make it away. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. It's, it doesn't it's, make it, sense. It's crazy. Um, I know it's a movie and, and people go to these films to just escape and see some fast cars and see some unbelievable stunts and that's all fine. The, the, the first, the third, the fourth, the fifth, I'm down for all those films. And then when you get into six, you're just like, man, okay. <laughs> and then seven, eight, and nine is just, is, so, is part six the one with the, uh, was it the, the ice lake or the Antarctic run or whatever? Is that part number, six? That's number eight. That's number eight. Oh man. Okay. Good luck <laughs> with all that. Okay. That's that's not looking good. That's not looking good. But I'm wow. glad you're watching them. Uh, now you get to yeah. see what all the fuss is about. You've actually yeah. committed to finishing all eight films. That's a you know twenty hour commitment. I'm just gonna guess. Yeah. Um, and it seems like you're watching one every day. So one or two every day if good. I can. Um, I'm doing the same thing like I did with the Saw movies. I mean, back in I think April, I watched all the Saw movies leading up to Spiral. I watched them all. Wish I can get my time back. Sure. Overall, there's those bad m- ones there. Oh, there's half of them are bad. There's some, half of them there's are bad. Pretty bad ones. I oh. remember uh, watching the first Saw movie, and other than the Sixth Sense, of course, because that's one of the greatest endings of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember watching the Saw movie, um, and I just, I was so impressed 
Like, I wasn't even shocked at the ending. Of course I was. But I was just so impressed how someone was in a room mm-hmm. and thought of that. Yeah. And spoiler alert if you've never seen Saw. But, I mean, when these guys woke up in this, like, kind of, like, uh, uh, tiled bathroom area. Yeah. And you see a dead body on the ground. You don't even pay attention to the dead body. <laughs> it's just a dead body. Mm-hmm. And you don't think it has anything to do with nothing. You completely forget about it. And what a great ending. Yeah. Like, that was, was a good I one. I just was blown away by that film. Saw 2, then you brought in Mark Wahlberg's brother. Um, Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Not the greatest. <laughs> He's Saw, not. Saw 3 was, was okay. <laughs> Saw 4 was not good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you watched all of them, congratulations to you. That's rough. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. But and... those movies are cheap to make. So you can keep cranking out these sequels because they don't cost a lot. And they make a ton of money in the box office. Well, so, and, and those you know, movies were cheap to buy, too. I think I bought the whole collection on Blu-ray for like 13 bucks at Target. Wow. Yeah, they're, okay. they're, they're, they're pretty cheap. They're, they're, they're not great. They are not great. No. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm hoping to get through these. And then the next series I got lined up, I'm, I'm going to watch... Uh, is uh, it's an old site. It's an old uh, kind of low budget film series called Transfers. That um, I remember growing up as a kid. These were on like the Sci Fi Channel, and uh, it's from a company called Full Moon. And uh, basically, it's a co- it's basically Blade Runner the TV series, or uh, Blade Runner like the low budget movie series. That's basically what it is. Okay. And I'm I'm gonna jump into that as soon as I finish uh, Fast and Furious. So okay. can't wait, can't wait to finish can't wait to finish that and jump into that one. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been watching is that and playing. Awesome, dude. Uh, are you playing any single-player games right now, or is it just multiplayer stuff? Mostly just multiplayer. Uh, single-player, I guess the Battlefield campaign was single-player, but that's really... That. Yeah. I did just beat that. Oh, glad I got that out of the way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that that's like your Fast and Furious Part 6, but in a shooter mode. <laughs> it's in a shooter mode. <laughs> Yeah, I love Xbox Game Pass. It's one of the best values in gaming that you can re- even remotely have. Yes. Um, I mean, 15 bucks a month for Xbox Live and 100 games all at once. Yep. With, with, with like, day one releases from Microsoft just being available to you. Yeah. That's, that's nuts. It's great. That's crazy. It's great, to, it's, it's great to have. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. So, I know... You know, we've talked about this before, but you are a big, uh, basically, representation of the 80s with your collectibles and everything. And you kind of touched on it a little bit. We talked about, you know, before the show with, you know, some of your collections. And then you mentioned what you're waiting for at the end of this month with He-Man. Correct. You are a big He-Man fan. Massive. Yeah, I can see that. With with that Super 7. Yeah, you you see the Snake Mountain here in the back. Yeah, the Snake Mountain. Yeah. A massive so, He-Man fan. Always has been since I was a kid. Three years old, I got my first He-Man figure in 1984 and never never turned back. So what was your first He-Man figure? It was He-Man and Battle Cat um, and Castle Grayskull. Okay. Uh, it was uh, – well, my, my parents decided to finally enroll us in daycare because my mom was going back to work. And so uh, my – in order away from my parents to coerce me into being a, a good child at daycare, especially mm-hmm. when I'm around strangers for the first time, they said, when you come home, you'll have a present waiting for you. And um, 
I didn't know what He-Man was, um, but I just remembered that when I came home into my room after going to daycare for the first time, my dad had bought Castle Grayskull, mm-hmm. He-Man and Battle Cat, Skeletor, um, Panther, which was Flocked, which was awesome. Yes. I thought that was really cool. I had uh, Moss Man, uh, Beast Man, Orko, and I think Man at Arms were my were my figures. So I had like six or seven figures, two cats, and a castle. And my dad put all the stickers on the castle and put together the the little elevator and yeah. put all the weapons on the rack. And I, he really made it look like a battle scene. And I just thought that was the coolest toy I'd ever seen up to that point in my life. And that's when I started getting into it. And my parents allowed me to get one new figure every six weeks okay. if I got straight A's. Oh, nice. So when my okay. report card came home, if I got straight A's, I got a brand new figure. And it actually pushed me to make good grades because I knew I could get my new He-Man figure if I made good grades. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, it provided me a... a way to really do well in school. So um, it was, it was a win-win for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. So, so guy, so got to ask the question now, mm-hmm. your collection when you were a kid versus yes. the collection you had now, are they about even, or do you have more now than you had then? So my vintage He-Man collection is 80% the ones that I owned when I was a child. Really? They are the same figures I had when I was a kid. I, I'm very fortunate that I do not have that story that so many people have when they grow old mm-hmm. is that their parents sold their huge basket of G.I. Joe's for five bucks in a garage sale. Yeah. Or their their metal Transformers G1, you know, were sold, you know, for a dollar a piece or donated yeah. to yeah. Salvation Army or whatever. When I when I grew up and I was about ten or eleven and I kinda started getting out of toys and was more focusing on video games, my mom went into my closet packed up all my toys and stuck them in the attic and she never sold them. Um, and I told this story uh, before, but what got me getting back into action figures uh, was I went, I was 16 years old. I just got in my first car. Mm-hmm. The first place I went was Taco Bell. Okay. And at that time in 1997, the original star Wars trilogy was being re-released in the theater. Yes. Taco it Bell was. was, yeah. Taco Bell was doing promotions for the original trilogy and I got a large drink and it came in this really nice hollow foiled Darth Vader motif. I remember and that. I just thought it was the coolest thing. I'd never collected Star Wars before, but I've seen all the movies. Mm-hmm. And I just thought this cup was so cool. Um and then I noticed that they were selling children's toys in their little Taco Bell child's meal. Yeah. So I, I bought that instead of an adult meal. <laughs> I, it was a little Boba Fett in the ship. Yeah. And I just I just brought it home and put it on my desk. Mm-hmm. And about a week or two later, I went to Toys R Us and was looking around. And I saw all these Power of the Force figures everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the ones where Luke was really buff. And, you know, I remember those. I'm yeah, missing those. Yeah, was like really muscular. And I bought a couple of those. And my mom walked in my room one day. She brought me my laundry. And she's like, she's like, you have these figures that are not opened. You're hanging them on your wall. What's that about? I said, I don't know. I'm kind of getting into toys again. Uh, and she goes well I have all your toys from when you were a kid I said bring them down and she brought out everything all my vehicles my play sets uh, G.I. Joe Dick Tracy figures Ghostbusters everything she sold nothing Mm -hmm. so my collection started I bought a bookshelf that 
I put all my vintage figures on. Yeah. And I just started collecting newer Star Wars figures, and then that's just what it is today. So that's pretty cool. That, that that's that's a really cool story. Uh, I was a victim of, uh, you know, uh, you go you go away for a summer, you come back, and things are gone because things worst. get cleaned up. That's that's the worst. Yeah, and uh, one of those was my Castle Grey Skull and a oh. lot of the He-Man figures. Oh. Yeah, a lot of them. And and basically for me, I had a oh, mix. Man. It was a mix of He-Man figures and Ninja Turtle figures. Th- those were the two big mix. Ninja Turtles was big for me too. And uh, yeah, you, you, I go to uh, visit the grandparents for the whole summer, come back, and uh, all those toys are gone. That sucks. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't fun at all. That, that that was not a cool feeling. But you know, luckily, I've been able to find some here and there that the ones that meant the most, like the buzz off I have. That was actually the very first human figure I ever got was the buzz off. Then next was Fisto and then uh, it was Fisto buzz off cyclone, then battle damage He-Man and then uh, battle cat. Yeah. Battle armor He-Man is, I think most people's go to He-Man mm-hmm. um, when they, when they got a He-Man figure and you had the OG and the battle armor, people yeah. went to that one. And then if you remember, Flying Fist He-Man came out late in the line that had yep. the vac metal armor. Yes. Then that became my He-Man because that dude was shiny and he had these really cool weapons and I yep. loved his outfit and that guy became my 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 go-to He-Man. He came out later in the line. I still he have did. him. Um, <clears throat> and he's, he did. He's, he's the centerpiece of my collection. He's right there in the middle. Yeah, like, yeah. He 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 was really cool. Uh, but you just remember all these He-Man figures coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, and, and I had so many of the just the weird, wacky characters that I never even saw in the cartoon because uh, the way it, way the cartoon aired for me was that when I would get home, I would either catch the last ten minutes of He Man or I would miss it completely. Okay. And I, it was it was difficult, but I had like Grizzlor and I had Mantena and I had I forget his name, but it's like this little ant character that you could like rearrange the body parts to make different versions. It's Modulok. Yeah, Modulock. Yeah. And I had great, all these. That was a great toy. It was. That was, that was a great toy. It was it was really cool. Yeah. But I but I can never see the 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 um the the cartoon to see the character because uh always missed the show. I was always I always missed the show. And those characters were part of the horde. They were on She-Ra. Yeah, they were. So you had your He Man and your She-Ra back to back, and uh you know, um I think they were on around three o'clock or so, and uh I would always uh That'd be the first thing I did when I got home from school. Even if I'd seen the episode a billion times, it'd be <laughs> He-Man and She-Ra back to back. No, well, I wasn't fortunate to get to see them back to back. I always missed it, and I saw like the last five minutes or the last ten minutes if I was lucky to see that. But He-Man was always a big thing. That, that was always like a really big deal. Uh, just to, and then the slime pit. I think I, I keep going back to the slime pit because great, great set. It w- it was so new and innovative. Whenever you yeah. think about it. You have a set that doesn't really do anything except you pour slime in it, yeah, and it drips on your figure. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you you put them in the pit, <laughs> you kind of lock them in place with the mouth. Yeah, and then when you put the slime in the head, it had this like sewer grate that it would kind of stream down onto the figure in like little strings, and it looked like slime was just pouring on, like they were taking like a slime shower. Yeah, and that was that was the best. I love that set. 
It was. And speaking yeah. of slime showers, it looks like we are joined by my co-host who finally arrived <laughs> oh, 45 man. minutes later. Dude, that's a great shirt. Thank that you. I appreciate cool. it. That's a great shirt. <laughs> I, I got it on my slime bath. <laughs> you got it on your slime bath? Absolutely. How's it going, man? It's going good. You're, you're, you're a little bit late. Not too late, but a little bit. Dude. Yeah, I apologize, gentlemen. I, uh, yeah. I'm, dude, I burn the candle. Apologize. Dude, come on. You don't have to you apologize. You don't have it's to fine, apologize. Man. Dude, you're working the night shift. Come on. It's all right. <laughs> it's rough, man. Sometimes it it's is. rough. It is. So as you're joining us, we were talking about He-Man figures Ooh. and some of the cool ones. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about our first figures in, in the He-Man collecting line. So so this will be a toy episode. So Oh, God. Our, one of our <laughs> lowest rated co- one of our lowest rated episodes uh, to date, I'm sure. No, Wonderful. actually, <laughs> I, well, if, if I'm going by YouTube sta- uh, YouTube standards and I'm going by other things, uh-huh. our our most controversial episodes are the ones where we just bash Zack Snyder and Army of the Dead. Oh, wow, those oh, are the ones cool. that are hated. Those are the ones that are either is fifty percent hated, fifty percent loved. Oh, so. okay, okay. So what you're <laughs> saying is some of our some of our toy uh, toy friends still have our back then. They this hey Clay will still listen. Clay will still listen. <laughs> Clay, our devotee, I dig it. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about masters, uh, like when we were kids, like yeah. when we, oh man, yeah, the OGs. Dude. Yeah, and you got Listen. your Ninja Turtles shirt on, so I'm assuming you're a, a fan. Yeah, uh, slightly. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, uh, I I work for an, an undisclosed uh, Houston area comic uh, chain, comic book chain store. Sure. And uh, we carry a lot of cool shirts that I get a pretty good price, and so yep. I tend to buy all my t-shirts from my job. Awesome. This being one of them. Looks great. Anyway, yep. yeah. Thanks, man. I um, yeah. If I could find the Polaroids, my parents had Polaroids from when I got all of the master stuff for like Christmases and birthdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my tidy whities on the apartment floor just having big battles with the Snake Mountain, which I see you. What is that? What I think that is back there. What what is that? Yeah, <laughs> that's, Snake Mountain? The, that's the Super Seven Snake Mountain. I was about to say it, yeah, because it's got that snake cold around the. Man, where yeah, the hell did you find that? And then you've got the lava that's coming down. Oh, um, so God. This, is, this is the adult collector's Snake Mountain. This is not <laughs> the one we had when we were kids. Right, okay, um, I was about to say. One, yeah, the one we had when we were kids was way smaller. It folded in half. Yeah. Yes. And uh, you had the little microphone you could talk in. Oh, my um, God. This is the Super 7 adult collector's version, which, yeah, you have the wraparound snake. You've mm-hmm. got the fire coming down. You've got the real metal chains and the whole yeah. nine yards. So. Yeah, no, man, that's 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 badass. I love that. I uh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, if, if you know the the old the old uh, the old chestnut, if you could go back and have all the toys you did when you were a kid, you'd be sitting on a small fortune right now. I'm definitely fall victim in that category. Um, you know, any number of garage sales or mom just throwing my stuff away because she's like, oh, he doesn't play with this anymore, which is probably right. I probably did, you know, live up to the fickle nature of a kid just going from one toy to the next toy and not thinking about it. But yeah, um, yeah, man, no, I remember having all the Motu stuff. My favorites were, I love, well, well, um, well, before that, what, what was your first masters of the universe figure? What was your first one? If you can remember which one you got. First? Oh, it was indeed a hundred percent. He man, regular OG, regular OG, he man. Mm-hmm. See, si, senor. Good. For nice. You. Nice. Nice. Too. That's the best one. God, man. Yeah, it was definitely He-Man, and then it just everything kind of went from there. 
just it did. caught fire. And it we, did. we were talking about that before you came on is that the story that I hear just all the time, which breaks my heart, is, yeah, I went away to summer camp. I came home and my oh. mom sold my basket full of G.I. Joe's or, or Transformers Generation 1 figures in a garage oh. sale for five bucks. Yeah. Oh. And and then, you know, you don't you don't really at the time you're like, man, you sold my stuff like you didn't even ask me. But then you're like, well, I guess I wasn't playing with that anymore. But then as time goes on, you're just like not just the monetary value of that, but the memories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was telling Aaron that I was I was very fortunate because um, my mom, when I was around 11 or 12 and I just I really just got into video games and I wasn't playing with toys as much. She just gathered them all up and put them in the attic. And when I was 16, 17, and I started collecting again, I just asked her one day, do you still have any of my toys? And she goes, I have them all. Oh, my, my she had, God. She had my ALF doll. No, <laughs> my God, my, that's my awesome. Plush, my plush ALF doll. That was, she still kept that. Um, all my carrying cases and figures and stickers and everything, weapons. And I, I would just – Wow. I was so happy that she kept them. So 80% of my He-Man vintage collection are my original figures from when I was a kid. Holy uh, crap. So I just had yep. to fill in the gaps over time and try to get that other 20% that my parents never bought me. You're, you're lucky, man. Your mom is the Nick Cage of moms. She she's was the, a uh, she's the greatest. Uh, a master of the universe protector. <laughs> and so you were very lucky in that nature. Yeah, she's, she's, I thank you for it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, she, she, she is saved me a lot of heartache. Yeah. So, so well, Chris was going. Chris was got about to kind of name something out, and we'll just kind of roundtable this. Uh, what are your top four favorite He-Man figures? The ones that you had. What are your yeah, top so four? Is it, is it Remy or am I going first? Uh, I can go first if you want, but please go ahead. This is your show. Yeah, Chris, oh. go first. Tired, yeah. tired, okay. tired. AF, go first. Yeah, you have no idea. Guy. We're gonna make him. Jesus, yeah. That that that'd be my uh, that'd be my. Um, my master's name would be a uh, tired tired or something like that. You know what I mean? Tidor. Tired, 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 tardicus, tardicus or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, my top four. Uh, that the, these are the, and it's not just it doesn't necessarily it won't necessarily be heavy hitters. It'll be the ones that you immediately went straight to in the toy box that you knew were your MVPs of whatever scenario you're about to have. Um, obviously He-Man was always part of my, uh, my stories. I couldn't, yeah. I could not have him. And for whatever reason, I, I, if it wasn't Skeletor, it was immediately Faker. Oh, great. Okay. okay. Yeah. Choice. Because Faker was just like the, the antithesis. You know what I mean? Uh, as a kid, you didn't really know this whole storyline. You just knew that you had a good He-Man and a bad He-Man. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We weren't really into the lore of the story, and how many how many of those uh, comic books did we keep when we got the to, the the toy? And, and you know, what I mean, like I I know I'm I know I threw them away or tore them up. Yeah. So sure. Uh, I didn't know what I was dealing with, but Faker was gonna be ninety percent of the time the guy I went with for the the head villain. Um, after that, Ninjor. Yeah. That's a great ninja. one. You can't okay. go wrong. It's it's a freaking ninja. Every every toy toy line that has a ninja, you name it. GI Joe, who who comes to mind? Oh, huh? yeah, Snake Eyes. Yeah, Snake Eyes. You got a eyes. whole freaking Ninja Turtle set. You know what I mean? You got uh, obviously um, God, what else? Yeah, I sit here and say that. Uh, Thundercats is kind of based all around that. I mean, you got uh, all the they all had ninja esque skills and weapons and. 
It's just Panthor had nunchucks. Yes, uh, exactly. Tara used the bow staff. Tigra mm-hmm. had the whip. Yep. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, Lino the had big broadsword of yeah. Lino, yeah. man. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Ninjor was always cool. I wish uh, that I would have taken better care of him and kept him because I know he had so many accessories and we lost so many accessories. So let's pour one out for all of our weapons and, yeah. and chest plates that broke and, mm. you know, and all that stuff. So you had, uh, and for, and for me, Ninjor was a, uh, a good guy slash bad guy. He, he was always kind of like the, <laughs> the, 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 the mercenary, the, the blade for hire, if you will. Yeah. Uh, like Blade from the movie, which I think is one of the severely underrated characters from the Masters movie that I wish I would have had that figure when I was a kid because he looked cool as shit. But that's he that's did. a whole other thing. Um, he's a great figure. He's he he's cool as hell, man. Yeah, he's I, a great I'm, I'm working in this industry where people sell toys, I've had him come through a handful of times in collections and been real tempted to buy him myself, but it's just so expensive. He is. Um, yep. Ridiculously expensive. Unreal. Um I would say then probably going to have to go with Man at Arms. Okay. You know, it's a little hanging fruit, right? But, you know, know, if we're we're only picking four, uh, those would be the four I would have to say. You know, and I don't count count the cats because, you know, uh, your uh, Panthor uh, and your – Cringer. Cringer and stuff like that, Battle Cat. Yeah, those were just kind of like accessories. You know, yeah. You're the, you can't have one without the other. Like, you can't have yeah. He-Man without Battle Cat. Absolutely. True. All right, Rami. Awesome. You go. What's your, what's your top four? Yeah, uh, my number four is Rio Blast. He was the guy who had the guns on the arms, and you could, like, bring down his knee pads, and he had little machine guns on there, and he had like this backpack that you could put over his head, and it was like two. Yes. yes. That that figure when I got it, uh, I was like, it's like this cowboy sharpshooter dude. Who's That's like, gonna look like Chuck Norris, right? Yeah, he had the mustache, and I thought that was the coolest figure. And um, oh my god, I, yeah. I actually, again, the one I have, I still have all the guns and the knee pads, and nothing's lost. And then his chest would come down, and he'd have like yes. a little turret there. That was yeah. that figure is awesome uh number oh, three yeah. is uh the silver knight extendar um yes Ooh. he was he was the guy who where you could like you could like make him large right he was kind of like stretch armstrong but he had these mm-hmm. little, sort of sort, sort of. of not stretchy but you could like extend his feet and his hands and his, and his head neck yeah and his like torso and just make him like a really tall like silver knight character yeah and then when you smush that all back into its original place he just looked really cool in his armor well, he yeah. he looked like he had no shoulders. He was like very kind of like, like stiff, like stubby or stiff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was such a cool figure. I'm like, okay, this. this I remember that one. Top shelf. His yeah. shield was probably the coolest because the shield would yeah. extend out. The it shield would. would extend out. It was like a red shield that went into like a triangle or a yeah. diamond shape. Yeah, or something. Uh, that was a that was a great figure. Um, number two is Stinkor because <laughs> oh, man. I'm just I'm just fascinated that a toy. From 1986, <laughs> still smells like it did 35 years ago. That figure still—I have my original, mm-hmm. and it still smells like patchouli oil. That's crazy. It's that's the oil that they used. I looked that up a couple years ago because I was like, "Why does this thing still smell?" 
Wow. <laughs> it's just a very potent oil that never loses its odor. Um, and you smell his legs and his arms, and he still smells like nostalgia to me. Wow. That's um, awesome. So that's that's my number three. And then my number one is a He-Man figure, but it's it's a Flying Fist He-Man. Uh, he was Ooh. the one with, like, the vac metal armor plate. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he had these really cool, like, gold and silver weapons. And as soon as my parents bought me that figure, that was the one that became my go-to He-Man. So he mm. was riding Battle Cat. He was in the front with the Wind Raider and fighting Skeletor. And that was my that was my go-to character. He's right there in the middle of my collection. He's my favorite. That's, That's really awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's All right, Aaron. What about you? Uh, my top four. Well, one, I've, already, I've mentioned already before in this episode, uh, Buzz Off. Uh, the, the fact that you have a giant bee person you know, with a, with a battle axe and another bee helmet to yeah. kind of go another over his bee, bee eyes. Yeah. It, it, it's just so stupid that it's funny. Uh, that, that one's always uh, been my favorite. Um, then I got to go with Grizzlor, uh, mainly because when I was a kid, I had Grizzlor. He wasn't just a He-Man enemy figure. He was also like the Wolfman. I used him as the Wolfman for other, you know, adventures I did via like uh andy and toy story uh he was always fun uh i had fisto mm -hmm. i mean the guy yes. had, had the guy had a beard for days yeah he did and his, his one move was the uppercut because the way yeah. his arm was kind of fixated on that spring at that spring attack he was just i mean he was thanos with the infinity gauntlet before there was a thanos with the infinity gauntlet yeah so uh he, he was just such a cool character uh, and then I like the purple and silver. I mean, the, that's yeah. uh, you know kind of a un, under undersold uh, simple color scheme that really worked for him. It was it was that that chest plate. Yes, with that purple and you know it was dope. Super dope. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool. It's just it was different. It was really different. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to choose the He-Man. I'm not going to choose the Skeletor as my my fourth, um, just because I really didn't get those. Uh, in my collection, I always got all, I always got all the uh, supporting cast, never the main cast. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so okay. uh, Triclops. Oh, so yeah. I always thought dude. he was really cool just because of the eyes and everything. Uh, I never saw him in any of the episodes, but always just thought he was really cool. And, I, and, I, and for a while, I thought he was a good guy until I finally eventually learned that, yeah, he's one of the villains. Uh, <laughs> you, know, green, you know, green is bad, apparently, in the uh, Masters of the Universe timelines yeah there, there he is, is. Boom. <laughs> he looks so cool <laughs> he does yeah he's a great character um i love triclops man that's a great choice and plus his his toy package came with like i don't know if you remember this it was like a green spirit of gray skull like glow in the dark ring yes um, yeah. that, was a, that was a that was a that was a extra little bonus nugget they threw in that toy package yeah. that not a lot of people remember yeah. Not to mention that sword he's got there. Uh, yeah. Kind of a rarity in the fact that it was tooled and painted two different colors. <laughs> Unlike every other sword or axe in the, in the whole entire lore of Masters. Yeah. It was green and a black handle. You're yeah. right. Most of the weapons were like single-toned colors. Yeah. They, yeah. His kind of had like two tones, which was... Which was great. Unique, yeah. It makes you wonder, like, who got a wild hair up their butt to say, you know what, man? Let's just go all out and put a black handle yeah. on this green sword. Look at that man at arms, though. Yeah, that man at arms is pretty awesome. I, I was like, I, you know what? It wasn't until much later that I realized that there was a quote unquote variant or whatever, that it was just man at arms was the mustache, whereas the army building was the non mustached. 
basically. <laughs> the army building was the non-mustache. Yes. That yeah. Crazy. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That is pretty much it. Oh. Yeah. It Hordak, just... man. Ugh. Oh yeah, he's uh, I think he's right up here. I got him as well. There we go. Hell yeah, that's that that, cool. that's with that's like that's the, the that's the original. Yeah, with like the plastic bat. Remember that thing that went on his. Yeah, own? that is almost never there now when people sell their collections, and it's always missing that or that crossbow. Yeah, the crossbow or the cape or the for that matter. Or, and the cape is very difficult. Usually, when you get in collections, it's usually just the base piece. Yeah. Uh, if if Zodak has his armor, that's a bonus. Um, but usually, mm-hmm. you're getting like naked, sort yeah. of just standard buck figures. Yeah. With those with those bunk ass legs doing this number. Yeah, the rubber bands usually broken. Like a lot of people forget yeah. Ninjor's nunchucks were actually metal chain in the middle. Yep. He actually yep. had a metal chain nunchuck, which I've lost. That's one of the weapons I can't find, but I have his bow and arrow and I have his sword. I cannot freaking I don't know where those nunchucks went. Just uh, if you go on eBay, man, you're gonna bite the bullet on that one because that thing's expensive. It's yeah. Real, I look at it all the time. I, I just can't pay that. I don't want to. I get it, I, man. I, I had it. I owned it. I don't. I just. <laughs> I, I just can't. I can't. One of those ones that gets caught between the carpet and the wall in the house yeah. that you grew up in, and it just stays there for thirty years. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean that. Like I said, that was my favorite. Uh, you know, uh, cartoon slash show slash mm-hmm. action figure line growing up, and it still is to this day. I'm I'm going to be forty years old this year. And I'm still a massive He-Man collector, and we got the new show coming out in two weeks. So, so I'm yeah, we do. Super pumped about that, and I just can't wait. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm hyped for that show. Um, I've, I've expressed this to uh, Chris and to Bacon because she's also a big uh, He-Man fan. Um, in the original series, Orko sucks to me. He is terrible. He sucks. Orko, Orko is terrible. He's the jokester. He's the jokester of the crew. But or- or- Orko, relief, man. Yeah. Orko is the snarf. Relief. Orko is the snarf of the He-Man universe. No. Dude, and- look, your, your, your little sister had to have something to be invested in before she showed up, and it was Orko. Yeah, yeah. Orko was uh, the millhouse of uh, the He-Man universe. Oh man. Wait, what, what? What is that base there? Is that from the classics, or is that the? Uh... No, this is the He-Man Origins Orko, the new line that came out last year. I haven't seen that out in wild at all. I I had to bite the bullet and buy this off eBay because God this came damn. out in wave two in like October of last year. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen it on the pegs. Never. And it looks just like the animated version. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, so I just I, I, I paid about fifteen dollars over retail, which is fine. I don't care. Yeah, well the reason right. why well the reason why you never saw it on the pegs because people were burning that figure because that character sucks. No, but with the new series oh, I disagree, <laughs> no, sir. Cool. I'm sorry, Aaron. I can't get on the board but, with that. <laughs> but with the new series, he looks Ca- like a badass. Captain, Gwil- Captain Gwildor over here. Hey, hey, <laughs> I would rather have Gwildor than OG Orko any time. <laughs> no, no, that's that's blasphemy. But in the, but in the new series, the, the new series, uh, he looks he looks like a badass. Orko looks like a badass. Yeah, for what Ke- we've seen, yeah. Kevin for Smith said that in an interview. He said he wants to portray Orko as having gone through some stuff. Um, that uh, it hasn't been all like roses and rainbows for the Eternians, mm-hmm. and that Skeletor is slowly winning. Like he's so. just piece by piece taking control, and that Orko not only has to uh, evolve, but he also has to learn dark magic. Well, oh, I'm, I'm wow. glad 
I'm glad that Orko finally listened to some Fallout Boy, finally listened to some AFI, oh, and maybe some and maybe some HIM, Gatorade, man. and and that he's finally you know in the emo stage. I'm glad for Orko. Oh, because he's got the, I listened to in high he's school. Got the God. Oh, oh dude. that's pretty awesome. Yeah, thirty freaking dollars retail. Yep. Yeah, yep. but you didn't when you open it up, dude, this thing is disgustingly oh, awesome. God, he's got he's got it open and loose. Yeah, that oh. this thing is first of all, it's really cool because he's got the power sword. So yes, they're kind of insinuating that in the cartoon, when Skeletor turns into the master of the universe, this is what he's gonna look like. So at some point, I think He Man loses his sword. And the Skeletor turns into the most powerful being. And this is what he Holy crap. We need two of these, dear. <laughs> you can open it. Okay. I won't open it today. I'll open it later. Dude, yeah, open it. please open it. It's fantastic. The oh, figure okay. is fantastic. Uh, Remy, uh, are you a wrestling fan at all? So I we, we talked about that before we started recording because Aaron had asked me, am I collecting any of the Masters of the Universe WWE like crossover figures? Um, and I told him I was. So my oh, wrestling yes. fandom goes to um, <laughs> right before NWO became a thing. That's when I checked out. So okay. I got wow. in early on Stone Cold, The Rock. But like my passion is Brett the Hitman Hart, Big Boss Man, Ted DiBiase. Like those are those are my wrestlers that I I gravitate towards. Okay. You, man. Don't we have every single one? Yeah, we pretty much have. I think oh, we yeah, have. Oh yeah, there's pretty... Kane. I just got him last week. He's like Bobato, right? Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. so good. That is that yeah. is pretty cool. I love his hair. Look at his hair. Oh, it's it's, it's the it's the translucent orange and it's painted brown on top, so it's like fiery <laughs> hair. Yeah, it's freaking it's sick, dude. That is pretty cool. It yeah, is freaking sick. And we got Stephanie. She's like the 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 evil Lynn. Evil, evil Lynn. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, it's I love, un- the, head- I love the headdress that they put on her. I thought that Those was are such a cool, cool idea. These toys, it's funny because they didn't pick up Steam originally. Originally, people were kind of on the fence about them, and you could kind of, they were pretty much available like anywhere, like the Sting and the Finn yeah. Balor and yeah. all that. But once people caught wind of it, and I think it, it definitely didn't hurt that like there's podcasts like the Zack Ryder podcast and stuff where they started they started touting it. You know, they got a lot of followers, and so suddenly these became a thing. So thank God I got them when I did because now. If you're trying to go online and buy that Mr. T, what, $150, Yeah, I, I actually I found him in a Walmart on a peg. Wow, uh, me too. Which, which, was, which was insane. And that was, that was right when the transition started to happen was when people yep. saw that wave. I think it was such a good wave that they're like, okay, I got to get on board. So then when you went to your Walmarts and you saw uh, the – oh, who's the – we, Aaron, you just told me his name. The one who was like Manny Faces. Oh, the New Day. Oh, New Day. Yeah. Ugh, he I need was two more everywhere. And then it. he was nowhere. So, like, everyone Damn tried it. to get on board and just go buy all the ones that were in previous waves because I saw that guy everywhere. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, that, that's one of my big regrets. That I should have bought two more. Yeah. Like, that that hurt because there's three of them in the group. And, uh, you know, uh, here's, here's my secret, Remy. Uh, my parents have a house in Louisiana, in, Louisiana, in BFE, Louisiana. And there's a Walmart there, uh, 20 minutes down the road that no person in small town Louisiana goes to for figures. So every time that my nephew goes there or we go there and we go in, we go into town, the pegs are chock full of like everything. 
including the WWE Masters figures. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's nuts. And, and you know, surprisingly, those small towns uh, actually just have overstock of that stuff because people there are not collecting those yeah. type of things. I know. It's but wild. They still get shipments just like a regular store would. There's nobody buys them. Yeah. So whenever I'm driving, you know, anywhere, I always stop at those old school Walmarts that are not super centers. Where yep, they yeah. only sell like clothes and sneakers and toys uh, and like basically no food other than snacks. And I found some pretty good things in those type of Walmarts. Yep. That's awesome. That's yeah. true. So this collaboration between He-Man and WWE, it was actually started by one wrestler. <clears throat> and what this guy did was that he put – he did three, two or three different costumes of He-Man on his tights, of versions of He-Man on his tights. It started off with uh, Skeletor on his tights. Then he put Battle Cat on his tights. And then he just straight up put He-Man, the, the, the H and the crossbone, or not the crossbone, the uh, Maltese cross and everything on his tights. And it kind of kicked it off. And they were wanting wow. to do a crossover with that line. This was like back in 2000, maybe 12, but it just oh, wow. never happened. And... Kofi Kingston, who's part of the New Day, would put uh, like nerdy themed gear. He, he like Rey Mysterio did, started doing it back in with the, like this Flash DC Comics character looking gear, and he had Batman and Joker nearby like that. But Kofi Kingston went the Mattel route and had Skeletor on his tights, or he had Battle Cat on his tights, or he had Sinestro. He did all these just things. And eventually that uh, crossover went with DC versus Masters of the Universe, where you had those figures that mm-hmm. happened, like, you know, Merman versus Aquaman, Superman versus He-Man, Skeletor versus, uh, it was Skeletor versus, I think, Lex Luthor. I want that two-pack. I want that two-pack of the dentist. Uh, and um, was it the dentist? It was uh, the Four Horsemen, the, the, the Four Horsemen two-packs, right? Yeah. yeah, it was the dentist from, uh, 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 what's that show? Uh, Robot Chicken. Yes. And, uh, he, a Skeletor on a dental chair with a tooth missing. Damn it, I wanted that, man. I should have yeah. got that when I saw it back in the day. Yeah, that's a great set. Um, God. I, I very rarely buy two of each of something anymore. I'm uh-huh. more of an opener nowadays, but for that set, I bought two. Um, that's awesome. One to open and one to keep in the box. That's a great yeah. set. You know, I have, I'm, I'm intrigued, man. So it seems like you are a connoisseur of all things Masters. And you said you like seventy percent of what you have, and as far as your vintage stuff goes, from your original collection. It is, yeah. Okay, um, so let me ask you this: Do you happen to have a Rotar in your collection? Um, so is Rotar the good one, or or is he the bad one? I want to say he was the bad one because I have I I know you have Rotan and Twistoid, and and the one I have is the one that's purple and green and orange, and he's clearly the bad guy. Um, Rotan was the one that was red, gray, and blue. That's um, right. That's the that was the good one. Yeah. So I have one of the two. So my collection, as far as the American base set is concerned, is like ninety eight percent complete. And one of the figures I'm missing is that, because out of the box he goes for like two hundred and eighty bucks. Um, let me let me make you sick, man. Uh, a guy came in a couple months ago and sold us a collection of stuff. It was a bunch of masters and had both of them in there. I have not the only did, one. Yeah, not only did he have both of them, they were complete with the little gear stands and all the crap. Yeah, L- let me tell you when so we rough. put it up. Yeah, when we put it on social media, we put it out in the groups and stuff that we had it. 
we got phone calls literally five minutes later from a bunch of different dudes around Houston. They were like, uh, how much is that? Yeah. We <laughs> ended up selling them. We ended up selling them without any haggle, nothing for like in neighborhood about 350 to 400 a piece, something yeah. insane like that. And they were loose. The only thing that was wrong with them was that tip on the bottom where they spin on. Was, so it was chipped off, which is natural. I mean, it's it's old plastic. Oh, yeah, you know. Be- because we would play with our toys back then. So yeah, we, we play would, with you them. Would, you would you would spin them around on your kitchen tile, and just over time, that little white piece at the bottom would would crack off. So yeah, you know, mine. I still have the stand. I still have the spinny purple blade. He still even has his orange little knife weapon or spear weapon. But the the good guy version of the figure that spun, I don't have him. And he, you're okay. Three hundred and fifty now. I'm yeah. never gonna own them. I just, it's insane. Yeah. I don't want to pay that. So I don't blame you. <laughs> I, it's just it's nuts. So I so you had Rotar, it. you had Rotar, not Twistoid. I don't I don't remember which one is which. Okay, well I'm just looking yeah. them up. Rotar's the bad guy. Twistoid's the good guy. Okay, I and have then Rotan. Yeah. And then Rotan O N is the vehicle, the saw blade vehicle. Oh, that's the, the oh, red and black one. Oh, that is the Rotan. You're right. Yeah. that's the saw blade Skeletor vehicle. Yes. Yes. Which actually. Uh, I think I have that in the vintage box still. Oh, speaking of vehicles, do you have the spider, the the, the walking spider? Yeah, I do. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, here, <laughs> give, give me a second. You guys talk amongst yourselves, dude. <laughs> this is quickly be, uh, being for for being an episode that I showed up late on. This is quickly becoming one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> I try to get you hers, you know, early. I said, ah, oh. oh, man, I know, I know. I'm sorry, dude. Like. I just, I literally had to drop some stuff at my, at my parents' house, and I was going to take the Beltway back, but the Beltway, Beltway Bridge was closed. I had to take the stupid tunnel, and there's traffic there. I was like, yeah, I was just destined. Oh, God, and all the legs are there? Yep. Oh, my God. Does this still work is the question. Does this still walk? Yeah, so um, I still, I got I got the vehicle. It's still, it's still, it still walks. I have uh, I have both of the pinchers and the ruby eyes, which are usually I've got yeah. all the legs. The battery is is not corroded, and wow. even even better than that, I've got the horde trooper. I was looking at that man. That's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, you're right. The Rotan is Skeletor's like saw vehicle. Which yeah, is right there here. it is. Man, that is. I had that as a kid too. Damn, I had, I had that. that too. Yeah. I had that. God, man, I had both the horses too. Yeah, I had both the horses. I did have both the horses. Yeah, you had Strider and Knight, uh, Knight something. Knight Strider, Knight Strider, Knight something. Yeah, Knight, I'm with you. Knight Stallion, Knight. Wow. Knight Ranger. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. That, that sounds like an '80s band. <laughs> it is an '80s band. <laughs> It sounds like an yeah, 80s Sister band. Christian? Night Stalker. Night Stalker. Night Stalker. Sister Christian all the time. So, so, Rami, I got to ask now. Since the big resurgence of Masters of the Universe within the last, what, five years, mm-hmm. um, have you collected any of the Mega Bloks sets for I Masters? Have, I have all of them. They're up here in this corner. Well, God <sighs> damn, you got everything. Yeah. Even even Castle Grayskull? Like, you have, like... Yeah. God dang, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I was really torn on those because we have, I think we have a few of the um, the two packs of the minifigs, but I don't think we have like, any of the big sets or anything. Do you yeah. ha- now, the question is, do you have any of these bad boys? You know he's got one in the box and one put together. I do, yes. Uh, <laughs> we picked these We picked these up uh, at a uh, like an indoor flea market, 
I remember, I remember one point I saw these all the time at Toys R Us, and of course that's no longer a thing, and I should have bought uh, yeah. them then. But uh, I got, I think I got, what did I get these for? Like ten bucks a piece or something like that. Not bad. Ten dollars a that piece. That's about bad. right. Yeah. 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 The, like anything that's Masters of the Universe related, whether it's the the loyal subject figures or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, the Roblox or the the uh, um, Mega Blocks or whatever the case may be. I have, I mean, Super Seven stuff, Maddie Collector. I mean, I just, I'm all in on that stuff. That's the one. That's the one. Um, that's the one property where I just get everything I can, just because like this has been the greatest time to be a He-Man collector because there was a long version uh, of time where none of this stuff was in the stores. No yeah. One gave a crap about this property, and um, now it's fantastic. So there's stuff everywhere. I mean, yeah, po- even the new pops are coming out with like Snake Mountain and uh, Night Stalker, it was Skeletor, and you know, everything, Panthor, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's great. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. We we have uh, the uh, the meme uh, Prince Adam, the what's going on video. Yeah, that, that one's a, cool. Yeah, that was a Super Seven uh, Maddie Collector. Uh, like, I guess it was a San Diego Comic Con release. Where uh, you have the smiling Prince Adam from the YouTube video, dude. Yeah, that's that's a great figure. We yep. were so excited to get that. Like we were at a toy show, and we were selling a bunch of stuff to get ready for our what wedding. Yeah. And like, because you know how it is, as collectors you just buy stuff on a whim, and you end up sure. with too much shit just laying around. And yep. so every now and then you get a toy a toy table, a show, and just sell your crap. I ended up selling my whole booth to a vendor, but aside from that, there was a guy aisle behind us, like three, two or three booths down, that had that that Prince Adam, and my wife was, or my girlfriend at the time, fiance, fiance, my significant other at the time was like, <laughs> they have uh, the what you call it? I'm like, no way, and I went over, I was like, holy shit, they do, and I was like, I was like, okay, cool, and so we like, you know, bargained with the guy and took our chances and waited to the end of the show, and he finally he had it at the end of the show, and I was. What are we giving for? Like sixty, you think? I don't remember. I think I give him like fifty or sixty bucks. I think that was a, a, that was a that's a decent price on the aftermarket. That's yeah, a good price. Absolutely. That's fine. Yeah. I think after that's... shipping and stuff, mine was probably closer to fifty bucks. So you guys got a pretty good deal. Yeah, <laughs> Thank <absolutely>. God. <laughs> yeah, that's a great figure. But yeah, it's just it's, yeah, it's such a great time to be a He-Man fan, just because yeah. you know the cartoon. I'm pretty sure is going to be a hit. And this is oh, going to keep this ball rolling. So I, I hope so. Yeah, I really do. So, so Rami, so like amassing your collection that you have, what was the one thing that was the most hard for you, hardest for you to get? Find, get, acquire, trade for, whatever you did to get. What was the, what was the one thing that was like the your your holy grail? My attorney a playset. Ooh, you have that too. Yeah, Damn, I do. Um, I was at PowerCon two years ago, and I've been looking for one that did not cost an arm and a leg. And you, uh-huh. know, you go and find complete attorney sets for like six thousand dollars. Yeah. And you find one in the box, and they're ten grand. So I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm not paying even close to this. All I wanted was the three base posts, and the the, the I wanted the tracks just not to be super broken because they're famously brittle. The tracks yeah. that used to attach the Eternia Towers are famously brittle. Um, but there was a guy in a booth who had a, 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 a box 
full of Eternia parts. And I was like, hey, can I see that? And he goes, well, a guy actually said he was going to purchase it. He went to his car to get the money. And I said, well, what did he offer you? And he goes, 600 bucks. I said, I'll give you 800 right now, and I won't even look through the box. And he goes, sold. Holy cow, <laughs> sold. no kidding. Yeah. Wow. So I immediately took it upstairs. I started putting it together. And there were so many pieces in this set that were still there that I couldn't believe it. All three towers with the stickers, the track system still, you know, plunked together. Um, everything, I was able to build it all up, and it looks gorgeous. So I was able to find, an, you know, about an 80% complete Eternia for about $800. No kidding, man. Did you go piece out the rest? Me. I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Did you go piece out the rest? Did you like hunt down the uh, the the odds and ends to, to finish I've, it out? I bought some of the weapons here and there at some different shows because mm -hmm. you can go to these tables and they have like He-Man weapons, you know, mm -hmm. on on that you can purchase individually. But just just the blaster rifle from the Eternia set is forty bucks. Okay. Um, the the, wow. the weapons rack that holds two weapons is sixty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the little gun turret at the top is eighty. So the pieces themselves are really expensive, but I've I've probably bought about five or six pieces so far to kind of fill it out. That's, uh, that's fantastic, really cool. man. So I'm so I'm happy. 80, I'm happy for you on that. 80, 85 percent complete. Um, but we're getting there. That's awesome. Yeah, that's my cool. hardest piece. That that one I love very much. And I and I shipped it back from California because Power PowerCon is in Anaheim. Yeah, it's in Anaheim. So I, you know, just took it to the FedEx place and I paid a little extra so they could pack it up nicely and yep. just ship it to my house. So that's fantastic, man. That yeah. was great. Yeah, PowerCon's going to be a trip for me. I'm going to have to make PowerCon. I'm going to have to uh, PowerCon? Yeah, that would be uh, a <coughs> road trip. <coughs> hey, <coughs> I'm we saying. We were thinking about going, um, not this year, but in 2022. Uh, oh that was when and I were discussing it. Yeah, and, I was really discussing with Rami. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, I'd be down because this year I can't go. Disneyland. Oh, yeah, it's right across the street, so – What's oh awesome, yeah what's awesome is that the, the hotel they have a power con at um it's literally you can walk across the street and you're at disneyland oh Damn it. Yeah. so we went to both we went power con the weekend mm -hmm. then we to disneyland on monday through through tuesday if we get extra weapons we'll make yeah. mini ears <laughs> oh my god <laughs> hey, masters Chris. mini ears jesus that's awesome hey conqueress power brocon Let's do yeah, it we're, next we're year, man. About, uh, it, it's usually in August of every year. Um, yeah. And uh, we're, we're, we were saying 20, 2022. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to look at that, man, because, I mean, that's something I've always wanted to do. But it seems like everything in California is, like, five times more expensive than it should, ever should have, have ever been rightfully, like, mm -hmm. travel costs and, you know, hotels and all that BS. It's, it's insane. Well, here's what I'm doing. I'm selling a lot of stuff off to bank for that trip. So, I, like the stuff I'm the stuff I'm going to start selling at the toy shows and stuff. I'm going to bank. I'm going to start banking for that trip. I'm going to go. It's like this one thing I have right here that I'm going to like sell off and everything to try to bank for this trip. Uh, I apologize, <laughs> but we're going to have to fight about that. <laughs> what was that? What was that that you just showed? You son of a bitch! Oh wow, that looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, look at that. It's wow. all cartoon turtles in their uh, disguises. The, that yeah, is the neck of disguise turtles. Target. Someone returned it to Target. Wow, I've never even seen that in the store. 
Yeah, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I called Chris up because I know he's been looking for them. Like, hey, I found something. Well, I well, like, well, we have a group chat with oh, with our with our collectors people with the people that we collect toys with or collect Funkos and stuff with. And I put that in there like Chris, tagging him to get his attention. No response. So then I tag Bacon and say, "Hey, I I found this. Does he still need it?" Bacon's uh, his wife says, "I don't know." So I'm like, "Well." He has what's so his... much turtle crap. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I asked her, so well, I what's his... He, man. he has turtles. So, so I was like, what's his work number? And he's like, oh, okay. So I call him. At... This is how serious I am about finding this for him. I call his job <laughs> and I get put on hold for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> while I'm waiting because I'm, because I'm walking around and then I'm noticing there's this, there's this person following me. <laughs> And this person had asked me, are you going to buy that? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm looking. To no, see I'm just I'm holding for it. my health, you dingleberry. <laughs> so, and, so I, and so I have this, I sent a picture of the person to the group. I'm like, I've got this blue haired vulture following me who wants this turtles set. You're about to get knocked out by Fallout Boy. You ready to buy that box set, pal? Pretty much. <laughs> by, yeah, by Vault Boy or by Claptrap. That's so cool, man. I I, I have not seen that in the store. I figured it was going to be hard to find because, yeah, it's, it it's was. the animated version of the turtles all in their trench coats. Yes. Oh, that's that's and, really cool. Yeah. It's, this is why you have friends like Aaron who are looking out for you because I'm telling you, man. Uh, Raymond, where are you from here? Are you from in town? Yeah, he's in uh, Houston. I, yeah, I live in Houston. Yeah. Okay, so you probably know how the uh, the eBay slash flipper slash scalper game works here in town. It's just about difficult to find anything. If you're not there at six o'clock in the morning, it is. It's it's very especially the NECA turtle stuff has been so great. Um, I've been fortunate because um, I've been able to find most of it. Um, the one set I was not able to find that I was really disappointed with was when they did the turtles from the like 1993 r- rock and roll tour or whatever. The coming out of our shell tour, Com- yes, yeah, sir. They made like a four or five pack of all those turtles because I think yeah. it included the female turtle. And Venus, I think her name was. And that was a Target exclusive. It, it was online for a little bit, and it sold out in 10 seconds. And yeah, then they had a couple of them in the stores, and I just never saw it. Good grief, um, man. Never even I had that it. set. I got lucky. I got lucky. Um, <laughs> wow. The, cause I'm the, jealous. Yeah, dude, the Target by where we're at is notorious for flippers. Like, you might as well forget it. Like, of course, I'm going to – uh, stupidly optimistic, and I'm a romantic in that way, so I like to go in anyways. Even if it's self-deprecating, I like to look at the shelves just to see what I could have had. Yes. Um, and when I went in, there was like four of those, so those sets on the shelf, and then all oh like my gosh. four of each size of the t-shirt swag box with like all the ticket and the bag yeah. and all the lanyard and crap. And I was like, uh, yoink. And so I grabbed that, and I kept I kept messaging um, who, who else? Who else did I grab them for? Did I grab you one, Aaron? You got, me, of... you, you, you got me the box, like the Funko box that had like the shirt, the tickets, okay. the, the guitar picks, all that stuff like that. You got me that. I, I end up being late to work because as soon as I like, <laughs> I messaged the people I knew who needed it mm-hmm. and they wouldn't get back to me. I'm like, well, I can't, I can't freaking be here all morning. Yeah. I, I got to go. And like, by the time I get to the front they're like, bing, I'm like, oh, come on. So I had to run back, grab it, get back to the front of the count, bing, hit me again. Yeah. Like, hey. come on, man. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah. That's how it is with Rosie in our group. Like in our for our good friend Rosie, lovely, lovely woman, lovely woman. Yes. Um, I will find things. I'm like, hey, do you need this? And I'll wait 10 minutes, never hear anything back. Then six hours later, she's like, Yeah, I'm looking for that. 
<laughs> so then I go, back, back. I go back and it's gone. Everything is gone that she's been looking for. And it's oh, like, oh, no. But the, but the same time, she, but at the same time, she doesn't do that for me. She doesn't look out for me at all, which kind of hurts. Well, our new rule is if sometimes they don't get back, if we buy it and you don't need it, we'll sell it to Toy Show. That's true. We have been yeah. doing that. Like we we rather you know hold on to it and make twenty bucks you know in three months yeah. or whatever, as opposed to you know and it's not like it, you know and it's it's a catch twenty two because I feel bad for doing that. Mm-hmm. But then again, for all the times I've been screwed, it's like. I don't feel all that bad about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever. Well, <laughs> I mean, we, uh, I, I see what you're saying. Um, and that the, the scalper game is very difficult because you're right. People are there at 6, 7 a.m. Yeah. to get, you know, first dibs on things that yeah, no kidding. I, as myself, just want as a collector to put on my shelf. Just like, one. You yeah, just, want, just one. want one. I just, I want one to put on my shelf. I open it. I display it. I actually use it. Um, Seriously. But uh, it's it's become pretty hard. But I, I still yes. try. I've been lucky more than I haven't, and um, I'm not deterred yet. I haven't gotten frustrated. So. You know, one one of the therapeutic things for me that helps me with that problem is uh, at the uh, the Houston chain comic book store I work for. Uh, when people, for whatever reason, can't seem to dump their stuff online or at a show or whatever, if they price it too high, stuff like that. In regards to just not just that, man, Funko Pops, Pokemon, all that mess. Uh, a lot of times those guys will come in with their all their boxes of dupes and have to sell them to us because they just couldn't dump them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's a shame you spent $20 on that. My offer is 5 You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, That's no so, uh, Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's not like – it's not it's not a spiteful thing. It's literally a, you know, profit margin thing. Yeah, so it's sure, like, of course. you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, you play the game, either you win or you get burned. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, it is what it is. Um, it is. I, I agree. And, and you know, the toys nowadays that they make um, are so far and beyond uh, better than what we had when we were kids. Uh, oh, I mean, God, yes. They're, yeah. they're just unbelievable. Like, I can't believe that when my kids grow up, they get to play with toys that look like this. Um, well, wait, wait, wait. Are they going to play with your stuff or they have to get their own no, damn toys? No, they'll have their own. No, okay. Yeah, yeah let's get their real own, now. They'll have their own toys. Yeah. But I mean, okay. just they want to stay under the house. They better have their own toys. <laughs> I mean, they look just like the show. Yeah, they're literally pulling characters from the show, molding them and making them into plastic figures, and they're just spot on. They it's are. Oh god, don't get me started, man. Yeah, it's I mean, just kind of harkening back to what we're talking about with like the WWE Masters figures. I collect WWE elites. Uh, it's yeah. like having a Johnny Gargano in my pocket. It's insane. Yeah. Like. The scanning technology, to your point, has never been better, man. Like, and I can't see how they can make it much better. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're almost at that point where there's too much articulation, so the figure looks weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how much more can you do? Yeah, when you start getting double jointed knees and then uh, rotating yes. ankles, and then their toes also flex up and down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes they're kind of hard to stand. Yes. Yeah. Especially, it's like some of the. I just recently purchased some of the NECA Back to the Future figures. Oh, and, and those are awesome. God. Those are cool. Man, I pulled the fu- Back to the Future 2 Doc Brown. Yeah. I didn't know he came with the money case. <laughs> with the case of all the different time, the different times he's been to with all the different money. Yeah. It's individual bills in there. Wait, so is it could, really? You could open up the yeah. case. You could take out the little individual bills from like 1918. It is. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, come on. This is this is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. So it comes with a little money 
briefcase <laughs> thingy. Hey, NECA don't play around. Dude. They do not play around. I'm like, this is only 30 bucks? Yeah. yeah, and sometimes they don't play with their toys because if you pull it out of the, the the box and you don't boil it for a little bit, you might break a leg off. Yeah, if you if you or a hair dryer <laughs> or something, yeah, um, yeah. you got to kind of loosen up the joints in some of those figures, especially their aliens <clears throat> figures. Um, mm-hmm. Those joints will snap. Oh, the horror the horror movie ones are like that. Like a lot of the Jasons, the joints are re- like the kneecaps. Like basically, all the Jasons have geriatric knees. And then, <laughs> and then the Michael Myers has a, has geriatric knees too. So where if you try to pivot it to where they're just standing straight up, and you set it down wrong, their their knee will snap. Yeah, that's I mean, insane, the, dude. The detail is amazing. The detail is amazing. Oh yeah. But but the joints are just so weak that yeah, sure. they're, they're, they 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 break. It's like you're uh, sitting there, you're like, I wish a company would make action figure stands to help my NECA toys stand up better. And NECA's like, hold my profit margin. Yeah. And they, Here's and a 10-pack of stands. Yeah, stands are actually very good. They are pretty yeah. cool. They're, they're very good. You can pose your figures in super awesome positions, and they yes. hold mm-hmm. them. And they, they do. might have never fallen. And most of my NECA figures do have those stands, and they work great. Yep. So a little bit Absolutely. extra money for them, but it's worth it for me. Now, uh, you know, I know we're, we're true to our form. We're at, what, an hour and 38 minutes? Uh, well, I know I've well, only been... Like, you're here for 45. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm only I'm only dipping my toe in this pool. But um, did you guys cover the idea? Like, if I figure it only feels right for me to mention, like, we're talking about going back and we're buying these toys. Mm-hmm. We're getting all these things from our, our childhood. And you mentioned Toy Story earlier. Yeah. Toy Story is the quintessential movie about that. It is... The voice that we gave our toys is what the voice of Woody is to Andy. Yes. You know what I mean? Or Buzz is. You know what I mean? Like, these are the personalities that we instilled in these figures. And so, like, what was it? Toy Story 3 where Andy gives the toys to Bonnie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God bless America. My heart melts every time I watch that scene because I I would rather give my figures to a kid Mm -hmm. than to throw them away because I know that it's going to bring joy to them. Like it did for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Bonnie puts Woody in the closet. Well, you know, Bonnie was going through a lot at that time. Okay. Bonnie's <laughs> terrible. No, no, Bonnie's not terrible. Listen, my whole point is like, I think what it was, I think what it is, and this is not the, the, the worst kept secret in collecting is we're just trying to buy back a little bit of our innocence. Um, at least for me. Yeah, uh, because those were the times where we didn't have debt and we didn't have cognizance of how crazy this world is we live in. And so it's nice, like I'm looking at your your man cave back behind you there. It's nice to walk in and just kind of take a second, look around, breathe it in, mm-hmm. and be in your own little world for a little bit as opposed to everything else is going on. And I think that's what the the constant pursuit is, at least in my opinion. Oh, well, Chris, I got some news for you. That background that he's in, that's just the closet to his man cave. Oh. You haven't seen yeah. the full man cave. Yeah, I can uh I can uh well, do you have um do you have <laughs> that, a, a cell I, I don't want you to give me your number on the screen. But Aaron, <laughs> if you want to message me his number over here in the chat, I can I can send him some photos real quick. Oh, well, well, like, well, like, well, we can yeah. do it like off, like off, uh, off the screen. Yeah, off the screen. yeah, off, yeah, yeah uh, off the screen. We'll, 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 we'll do that. We'll do that after the episode. Sure. But I'm just Chris. I'm just letting you know. I've seen his man cave in person a few times. It it is like a museum. It it is a museum quality 
collection that he has. It's hashtag goals then. That's what that is. Because yeah. I, I love to have that. And, and it's not just He-Man. It's not just Turtles. It's not just Marvel. Not just Star. It's everything. Yeah, I'm big into Halo, Ghostbusters, G.I. Joe, Back <sighs> to the Future. All of that. Um, yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, just, I got some hot toys mixed in there. So I've I, I just I like pop culture in general. Um, it's always been a big part of my life. But as you grow older, you can start buying things that you never thought you would own when you were a kid. Yeah. So right. um, now we have disposable income, and uh, you know you can basically make your house into whatever you want. So uh, you know I'm 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 gonna love when my kid because I, I have a three year old right now and then a, a newborn that's due in about two weeks. And when mm-hmm. they get to the age where I can, I can like do all the fun kids stuff. Like when, if, when they say, dad, I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese for my birthday, mm-hmm. that's going to be the greatest day of my life. Cause I love Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> but I can't go there as an adult. <laughs> that's weird. So, um, they well, wanna ha- yeah, like, so just things like that. I'm really excited about dad. I want to have, you know, a, a, a Disney party. That sounds awesome. Let's do that. I'll, I'll just say this as the dad who's done that. With that stuff, Chuck E. Cheese is glorious in the effect that you go in there, they set everything up, yeah. they handle all of that, you pay your bill, they clean up after you, yeah. that's it. It's great. I know the food's not that good. That it's cafeteria pizza. It's, it's cafeteria fine. pizza. You know, that's bread and pepperoni. That's fine. But I would love playing skee-ball. I love the ball pits. Yeah. I love you know the, 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 the wheel that spins uh, when you have to hit the button to stop it on the jackpot. Yeah. Ski, uh, 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 um, air hockey, like all that stuff I love. So I can't wait until that interaction happens uh, between, you know, my, my, my kids and, and myself. So they're, right now That's they're awesome. too young, but soon, soon. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese will be the greatest lifesaver just because all you do is you set the appointment, you pay the bill, they handle right. everything else. They That's handle great. everything else. And now – What's even better is that if your kid doesn't have enough tickets to get to win something, you pay the you just pay the extra amount for them to win it. And it oh, wow. It it, it, it does it now. When I was a kid. Yeah, yeah exactly. We exactly. just had Devin clear out one of the machines. <laughs> oh my god, no kidding. It, like it was like like we went there we went there uh, before the <laughs> pandemic and I, I forget uh, one of the kids wanted something. Oh no, Parker wanted a shirt. I took Parker to Chuck E. Cheese and he wanted to get a shirt. And he didn't have enough tickets. So I plop, so I plopped down the extra three dollars, and he had enough tickets to get the T-shirt. <laughs> it, it was great. It was great. Well, I don't know if you guys had this when you were kids, but our Chuck E. Cheese when we were growing up was a Showbiz Pizza. I had yeah, Showbiz. <laughs> yeah, so Showbiz Pizza was the really scary <laughs> animatronic bear and like his coyote friend, and yeah. uh, it was Billy bad Bob. pizza, a gross salad bar. <laughs> But the arcade portion was the greatest because you would you would spend all your allowance and then you would have enough tickets to get yourself an eraser that smelt like strawberries. Yeah. So that, that was all you could get. Yeah. And you'd always see these huge prizes on the shelf, five thousand tickets. You're like, five thousand? What? How's it even possible? Yeah, how could you even there's no way? And now you go to like Dave and Buster's and you see an Xbox, you know, uh, you know, Xbox One for a hundred and fifty thousand tickets. Yeah. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man, that's insane. I just, I just liked having my little strawberry eraser. That was <laughs> sure, that was good sure. For me. Yeah. 
Well, now uh, Chuck E. Cheese, it's all card based. They don't do tokens anymore. You, you get a card, you scan the card. Uh, you either do uh, pay to play. Do you still get the real tickets? Nope. Oh, you get the printout thingy. No, you don't. No, it's just like Dave and Buster's, but now it's for kids. Oh, so now your tickets are on your card. You're on the card, yeah. Oh, boo! It's getting all your kids ready for when they go to go. They go to Kishada in their twenties and blow five hundred dollars on a slot machine. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, re, I mean, I when I when I first turned twenty one and I went to Vegas for my birthday, um, the slot machine still took quarters. Yeah. So oh, wow. you know, they didn't have the digitized system. Um, you yeah, it's all. Yeah, it's all digital. Quarters you would carry around. Yeah, it's all and digital cheese now. Yeah, I would. I I'd still remember my tickets, just you know, putting them in a Ziploc bag and carrying them around with my little token bucket. That was the best. One of the greatest times, one of my greatest experiences in a casino was at Harrah's in New Orleans. Um, quick story: Me and my cousin, we were um, we found four uh, Playboy dollar uh, uh, slot machines in like a circle, in an isolated circle, back to back. And so he jumped onto, and I jumped onto. And we kept doing like $3 max bet, just boom, 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 just hitting them. Uh, mm-hmm. We kept getting payout tickets for like 800 1200 2000 We literally walked out of, we we both walked out of Harris just shy of, shy of $5,000 a piece. Wow. We literally cashed wow. out, went to Bourbon Street, started on the left behind Popeyes, went all, down, all the way down the left side of Bourbon Street, hit the cat's meow, came back up this side. We had all these women following us. We're buying them drinks. It was like something out of a movie. Wow. So, I don't know. That's humble brag, but please continue. That's a fantastic night at a casino. Wow. We went yes. from Chuck E. We went from Chuck e. Cheese to uh, Pimp Town, USA. <laughs> to the Hangover 4. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, like, you know, that's you're talking about the digitized system. Yeah. Well, yeah. The digitized yeah. system, you know. Yeah. Like now, and the reason they do that is because uh, if you don't have currency in your hand, it's easier to spend. Yeah. So that's you know, something that's on exactly a card right. has no monetary value to you. You stick in a card; it's got money on it. You play your machine. They hope you just kind of forget about what you're doing and getting going to another world. But if you're constantly sticking hundred dollar bills into a machine and you're using quarters, you're eventually like, man, I'm just blowing all this money. Yeah. Does it work for everyone? No. A lot of people are still conservative and they know their budget, but some people don't. And that's yep. when you get the suckers in. Exploitation. (laughs) So, well, this has been a good episode. I mean, we're we're getting close to two hours and everything. That's Um, our format. That's that's pretty much our format now. (laughs) So, so so with the new show coming out in two weeks, the one question I have to ask Mm y'all, outside of seeing the trailers and commercials, what is the one character that you hope shows up in the new series, even for a cam like a split second cameo? Who do you want to show up that has not been shown yet? And Rami, since you're the guest, you can go first. Who do you want to see that has not been shown in the trailer? That they have not shown in the trailer? Yeah, they have not shown in the trailer. I'm going to go just, just, I'm going to go just uh, a, a classic villain that was the main um, antagonist in Shira. I hope Hordak makes an appearance, even if it's as a hologram okay. or some sort of visual projection, or because him and Skeletor have this feud that yeah. is mm-hmm. not really properly shown in the he-man cartoons it is in the comic books yeah like yeah. skeletor and hordak hate each other yes and if somewhere in this show even for like a split second he-man and skeletor combine forces to fight hordak i'll lose my mind i'll lose it i'll go nuts 
because I've always <laughs> wanted dope. to see them team up just for like like two seconds and mm-hmm. not in the He-Man Christmas special. I'm yeah. talking about they actually yeah. come together and they say, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and let's go do this. Wow. Just for just for a split second, I'll lose it. That would be sick. So that's what my hope is, is that they bring in that She-Ra villain and that he's somewhere in this show somewhere. Maybe not the first season, but at some point. Okay. That'd be badass. Hey, Chris? Correct me if I'm wrong, but we haven't seen Clamp Champ in the previews, have we? Which one is, wait, Clamp Champ? Hold on. That's 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 the brother of Eternia, sir. Yeah, he's, I think I have his figure here somewhere. Uh, that's the only black dude in Eternia, unless, I, oh, unless I'm he, not no, mistaken. No, he, he's, he's in the trailer. He's in the trailer. He's in the trailer? Yeah, he, he's in the trailer. Oh, he's in the trailer. okay, I missed him then. Because well, him I'm excited Fisto, about that. Him and Fisto are running side to, side by side in the trailer. Oh, I need yeah. to watch the trailer some more than that. I, I guess I missed that because I love Clam Champ, dude. Like, even as a kid, I was like, hey, representation. Yep. I dig it. You know? Yes. And, His and, figure was really cool, too. His weapon was, like, oversized, and it kind yeah. of mm-hmm. grabbed other characters, which was really awesome. It was really cool. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was in the trailer. Now that I'm going back and thinking about it, he was there. Do you know who, do you know who voices him? I don't. It should be Carl Weathers. It better be Carl Weathers. That would make a lot of sense, actually. Sure. Yeah. That would make a lot. Of sense. I'm trying to think, man. If if, if not, if She-Ra wasn't in it, was she? Was she in it? Truly. No, they have not. Oh, they have not shown her. Well, I, I'd be, I'd be honestly, I'd be surprised if they did with with that with that other Steven Universe esque uh, series they've got. It's done. Yeah, the yeah, the yeah, the She-Ra series is done. It's over with. Yeah, oh, okay. That, that that lasted about five seasons. It was yeah. it was it was fine. Um, it was more targeted towards people younger than myself. It, it was it targeted. I didn't hate yeah. it. It was it was good. My 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 daughter loves it. We haven't finished it yet. Um, there are some things in there that we have to kind of explain to her because she has she's not used to that yet. So we haven't finished that series. Okay. But it's uh, good. But, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. Definitely it's, worth your time. It's, yeah, yeah, it's sure. good. Yeah, she oh, she's she's loving it. Series, she loves it. Awesome. awesome. Well, let me ask you this: Did did we did we see um, Scareglow? Was there any Scareglow in that? It looked like there was a Scareglow yeah, moment there was. in the new trailer that was like two and a half minutes. You see yeah. Scareglow. Yeah. yeah. Oh my there. God! Now, then honestly, dude, I would, I would be shocked if we didn't get just about everything in some way, shape, form, or fashion in the show. Because I, I think if I'm if I remember correctly, Kevin Smith went to PowerCon. And has has threw threw himself with both feet into the lore of yeah. Masters and, and is working directly with the guys uh, as it wasn't Mattel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Super he, Seven, like he's working with them. Yes. So, uh, so the the He Man license is now back with Mattel. Um, they announced that basically at the PowerCon that I was at two years ago, and Kevin Smith's surprise He Man Revelations cartoon announcement was first revealed. At that PowerCon, uh, we were all in a room together. Kevin Smith was just supposed to be moderating a He-Man panel um, about the lore of the Masters of the Universe and how it's important in pop culture. And at, towards the very end, he just kind of, he was like, so whatever, you know, why didn't we ever finish the story of, of He-Man? You know, did Skeletor ever get the Sword of Power? Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, did, uh, you know does, does, does the Sorceress ever lose her Castle Grayskull Tower? Um, whatever happened to attorney, he just kind of threw out all these questions. Mm -hmm. And then he said, what if we had a cartoon that actually explained what happened to all these characters from the eighties? Oh my God. Yes. I'm looking forward to this. And then he 
showed the title card of He-Man Revelations, and he goes, oh, I'm directing one. And everyone in the room just went nuts. It was, <laughs> That's it was awesome. not expected. There was no leaks about it ahead of time. I had no idea he was even involved in anything Masters of the Universe, like at all. And <sighs> it, was, it was really cool. And I'm goes, so looking forward to this. Yeah, and he's like, I can't tell you much other than, you know, look for it in the next 12 to 18 months. And, uh, you know, thanks for coming out. And everyone's just looking around the room like, what? <laughs> that it was, is it was sick, awesome. dude. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I, I know that they just come out with the, the first issue of the comic tie-in. That uh, yeah. I, I have it in my box at, at work. I need to pick it up so me and the wife, he can read it. But, yeah, very excited about that. Awesome. What about That's you, Aaron? Who, who are you hoping for? I'm going to go with one of the weirdest looking characters in that whole universe that hopes that like he makes an appearance. Spike or. Sure. Spike or. Spike or. in there for sure. Covered in spice. He's got a trident for a hand. He, 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 he looks like one of like, he looks like one of those like the stress reliever spike balls. Like, like a dog <laughs> boy. And, oh God. Uh, web store. What about web store? Oh, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one too. Webstore was the, dude. Webstore was cool looking. I I, I wish I would have thought about him earlier. I would have put him in my top four. But yeah, I think Spike Gore is a very good option. Yeah, yeah. Webstore would definitely be going. Webstore would definitely be going. That'd be awesome. I, 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 I do like that that uh, Roton that that the Rotons are in the cartoon series. That they're in there. So that's really cool. That would be dope. It is really cool. Yeah. I think I think Kevin's going to do a really good job, um, you know, pandering to the fans. He's he's going to bring in a lot of characters that were only made in action figure form. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe he'll bring in some of the movie characters from the 1987 movie. Um, I would oh. be surprised if Blade showed up, dude, Karg or whoever. So please, yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if those guys because Mattel has the rights to those characters now. Yep. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if. If they kind of snuck in there at some point, like they're like a misfit team of guys that after Skeletor, <laughs> after Skeletor quote unquote died in the movie, like what did they do after that? Or you yeah. know, I mean, like they're like you know outcast and they were like his original crew of guys and he dumped them or left them in the dust and thought they were dead and they weren't dead and yeah, yada yada. Absolutely, totally great storyline. I think that's going to be a cool surprise. That's one of the things I I hope for. Don't know. Oh, haven't read a rumor. I just yeah. thought it'd be cool if they had some of the movie characters. Why not? That would be awesome. I'm going to laugh if Wildor ends up being Orko's dad. Oh, man. I don't want Gruldor. That was, I didn't <laughs> like that character. Gruldor is going to have his own barbecue uh, joint. In he's going to be he's gonna be Orko's dad. Just watch. He's going to be Orko's dad. You know why Gruldor was, was in the movie, right? Because they didn't want to use Orko because he sucks. Well, because they couldn't. They did, The technology wasn't there. For yeah, they wouldn't be able like, to do it. Like a floating magic little uh man you know with a red hat and a scarf the, the cgi was not good enough yeah so no. they decided to make a completely different character that was kind of like your funny sidekick who yeah who would eat chicken and you know always get them into trouble uh, <laughs> yeah yeah and so also, that's where that character came from so well we didn't even talk about the actual the old live action movie either in those figures but dude those super seven ones were dope anyway yeah, go ahead Oh, but, great. you know, I just want to thank Robbie for coming on because we're hitting sure. that two-hour mark. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry I got here late, man. I apologize. No, you're good. I feel, like I, I, I feel like I missed out on a lot. Ugh. Well, you, you can just listen to the episode. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll, talk you... about, we'll talk about what we're watching next time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can just listen to the episode whenever Dwayne finally edits this. 
So yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll, I'll have to continue my streak with that too. So along with that, you know, being said, uh, be sure to check us out on crossthestreamsmedia.com with all the other podcasts that we are a part of. Uh, Front Row Negative, Three Beers and a Mic, Three Beers and an MCU, uh, Dan Aykroyd Podcast, the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson Podcast, hey. the, Dor- the Dorksman, not the Four Dorksman anymore, it's The Dorksman. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they, they're, they're just about the D now. They're just about the D. Yeah, they are. So uh, check them all out. <laughs> Uh, you, you can skip movie gap. Nobody cares about them, but there, but check Oof. all the other ones out. Uh, enjoy them. Uh, it is, I've been your host, Aaron, and the late guy is. And I'm your boy, uh, tired AF, AKA Chris, AKA late Larry, AKA, um, tardy, tardy and full of regrets. I, I wish I would have been here earlier. And again, check out Three Bears and a Mic, where Rami is on a weekly basis of that podcast. Very entertaining. They talk all nerdy stuff, uh, and they just added Bernie as a semi-permanent. He's like co-host on every every episode. Um, <laughs> he's, he's now it should be Four Beers and a Mic, but we don't want to change our name because it's been that way for seven, eight years. So uh, he's a regular. <laughs> Bernie's a an adopted regular. He's an adopted regular. Yeah. You could say he's the Orco of your podcast. Sure. <laughs> uh, the one that nobody likes. Oh. oh I mean, he's great. He, Until he I changes like his stance on ponchos, I'm going to go with that. Yeah. He loved, dude. He cannot wait to try ponchos. He told me, Ronnie, when I come to Houston in December, I want you to find me a ponchos Mexican buffet. Hey, be sure to give him a bottle of Pepto Bismol as well. I'm like, dude, you do not want to go to ponchos. <laughs> See, exactly. Oh, come on. Exactly. It's an experience. It's worth it. It's worth yeah. it. Yeah. So is the hospital that you're going to have to see afterwards. I'll take him. I'll pay for it. You'll pay for the hospital visit? The Pepto? Well, no. I said the the visit to the the, the Poncho. I'll raise the flag for him. I'll do everything. Only weaklings take Pepto after Ponchos. (laughs) I, I told him, I'm like, Bernie, the, the, the motto of Ponchos is raise the flag when you're done eating. And he goes, Rami, do you think by telling me that, that's going to make me not want to go? Now I want to go. He goes, you're doing the opposite here. Yeah, he goes, that's the opposite of what you should be doing. Now I want to raise my flag. I'm it's like, an experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, and so it was going to the bathroom there, too. Oh, it's, it's all a ride of pa- it's all a ride of passage. I'm, I'm t- if you've eaten that ponchos at least twice in your life, you've got the COVID vaccination in your blood right now. It's and the I worst enchiladas it. I've ever had. <laughs> I won't t- I won't sit here. I won't tout the the greatness of the enchiladas. I will say that the tacos are pretty lit. The, the uh, greatness you know, of the enchiladas that that that's the cc's of Mexican food. I keep telling you that. I have look, dude. The only way you can make ponchos better is keep it open 24 hours so the drunks can go there after they get done partying. The only way you can make ponchos better is if you close it down. No. Man. Like, like I know you guys are trying to stay under two hours, but there's, <laughs> like, there, I've been to a lot of buffets. I know that with COVID, buffets aren't really a thing right now. Um, but but for me, going to a Chinese food buffet has always been an awesome experience. I, I really haven't been to a bad one. Um, mm-hmm. They're all pretty good to me. But I went to Poncho's, and it was <laughs> – it was not good. Like everything was just not good. And they had the anytime you walk into a buffet and they've got the colored jello, I'm out. <laughs> with the goop on top, with like the cream on top, I'm out. Can't he, can't, he has, can't do it. Can't I, do I, it. All the masters I, I, memorabilia. 
We have ponchos, mommy. Uh, we have a yeah. We have a ponchos cup. You talking about the the glass that, that that came in? That contraption came in. We have one of those glasses. Oh my gosh! Look, dude. Okay, here's the thing. Maybe maybe we're romanticizing it a little bit because I can tell you, um, I grew up in the North Shore area and on Uvalde Road, there was a ponchos there and it was there forever. And on Friday nights when my dad got home from work, holy shit, we went to ponchos and my life could not have been better. I got home from school. I Your played with been figures better. and played video games. I went to Ponchos. And I came home, played some more, and went to bed. That's awesome. Hell that's, yes. That's got, that's got good nostalgia for you. That's great. Yeah, so does toilet paper, which is yeah. what you're gonna need after you eat a Ponchos. Well, I mean, if, if like I said, there's still one Aaron, open off of 45. So if you guys, I'm gonna give you us, a two ply ass whooping. If you guys want to <laughs> join us for our Ponchos experience, you're more than welcome to. Really don't you, don't you threaten me with a good time. Yeah. You, you want a Ponchos? You want a Poncho's experience? Go smell a Stinkor figure. <laughs> You're a Stinkor. Don't you sell me the good name of Poncho. I didn't have to. Marvin Zindler did. Oh, you rat bastard. Hey, the slime and where is he at now? He's dead. So we don't yeah, listen to him. Yeah, because he ate a Poncho's. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining oh, in the podcast. Shady ass. All right. <laughs> I might. I'm thanks for joining. Tomorrow. Uh, and until next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Give us a, a follow. Give us uh, some comments. Whatever. We're out. Bye. Go to Poncho's. Here we has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.